Warning, this podcast contains bad words and stories about drugs and sex and overthrowing the government. Proceed with caution. Thank you. And now on to our show. Wake up, brother, we got nothing to do. Let's go outside, just me and you, and build a fort. We'll pack a lunch, won't be home till after dark. Then after dinner, we can sneak back out. You know that high school girl I've been telling you about? Well, she gets undressed about a quarter to nine, and we can watch her do it from the big old pie next door. She got a room on the second floor. Well, looks like another fucked up day in paradise. There's my little synchronicity thing. Go figure. He's a man, the man with the mightest touch. Hey, so Dan Kelly, that's me, Shri Fuji Split, Daughter of God Cast Season 4 Choice, and this is episode 1111. Not much to see in this episode, but plenty to hear right here. I'll show up at the Alpha and Omega of this episode, bookmarking 2.5 hours of the first SheBox meeting on November 11th, 2019 with Melanie Joe and myself. We begin development of a visual language of the SheBox for the scene Buffalo Joe and the Box. This could be an ideal soundtrack for darning your socks or cleaning up the kitchen. Or you might just skip this episode altogether unless process gets you very excited. Roll the audio. First act, getting to know each other. Second act, they know each other. It's kind of like more... Mm-hmm. And then the third act, they're basically, they basically acknowledge that they, they actually really care for each other, and, and then we go from there. Er, question. Yeah. Um, are you interested in any of the, the zeitgeist milieu of what exists already in uh, movies done with uh, relationships with AI? Sure. Sure. Yeah. He's yeah. seen it. I, I still haven't yeah. seen it. I gotta watch it. Be fun to watch for reference. Well, without a doubt, yeah, anything that anything you feel inspired by, and you can yeah. just talk about, you know, talk about her where it pertains and why you think it might work. I'm yeah. open to anything. Is there, wasn't sure yeah. is there visual language in that too? No, not really. But it's it's more about the like self discovery of an AI. Yeah. Um, and then her progression through this relationship with this human, and then. She's sold, she's sold as like a, a product, mm-hmm. you know, and then they fall in love um, and then their relationship kind of escalates to the point where he's really into her and then she transcends basically intelligence that is on human level. She goes way beyond human level intelligence and, they, and she departs with a bunch of AIs for another distant galaxy or whatever. And so he has, you know, it's like getting to know each other, equal footing, 
And then, you know, he's a little bit more into her almost. But because she keeps learning because yeah, her capacity keeps, is so goes, vast. And yeah, so yeah, goes way learning. beyond him and, and, has to, and leaves, and so he loses yeah. her. I thought of you in particular because of the Alan Watts, like, in, injection of it. And she takes off with is an Alan Watts. I need to just watch it. Yeah, don't tell me too much. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I keep trying to watch it. The AI stuff I have seen or heard about, like, I'd really like to see one where there, the, it's about a woman that, is creating or, you know, has or whatever falls in love with an AI that's in a masculine form because I keep seeing it over and over again where the AI is, is feminine. That's and it and usually in the form of sort of sexual creature sure, to sure. you know, sex bot or sure, whatever. Yep, yep. And it's almost always mm-hmm. I, I can't even in Westworld, I can't think of anything where there were actually masculine Blade research. Runner, the new one, the AI is a, is female for sure, but the the Decker character, the, the replicant, is a basically a robot, yeah. a biological robot. So yeah. that's a little that's a little kind of a blurry one there. Yeah. Um, her is for sure male, human, female AI. Yeah. What other ones can you think of? Well, in the new Blade yeah. Runner, it's uh, the female, uh, well, the secondary female character, his, the one that he's searching for, is like half hybrid. Yeah, uh, right. Human. She's a hybrid sort yeah. of. Yeah, I forget who who's that. So. Um, the main detective is searching for this person who he thinks is his sister or something like that. It and it turns out that she's him. just the yeah. one who's helped design this protocol because she was this somehow this symbiote of technology. And well, I guess I don't even yeah, remember that part. Right. He's, he, he she's the, he she's the spawn be. of the original Decker and uh, the uh, oh. replicant girlfriend. Oh. He thought he might even yeah. be, have yes. been yeah. I can't remember why. There were memories. But really he was, he was having just memories a or something. Programmed, yeah, she... And, she programmed him from afar to yeah. know, search her out. It's yeah. kind of a cool concept. That was pretty cool. Anyway, we're getting off track, but too much. But you know what? Maybe, maybe that is a place to interject a non-male or femaleness between Joe and the box. Like maybe because Joe's not necessarily a man guy either. Like maybe man guy. I don't <laughs> you know, like maybe that's a good place to, to make the roles go completely blurry. Well, sure. So how would you see that happening? Well, especially now she's got this sexy British woman accent. How would it happen? You already have the fungal aspect going with the hemp boxes mm-hmm. and the technology mm-hmm. incorporating mm-hmm. it. And fungus, I don't I don't know if it has, I know it doesn't Gender? have binary sexes. I think it might have a multitude or maybe that's something else I'm thinking of, like coral. Or... Well, I think there's spores are... I think their spores are divided into sort of male and sexual, male and female sexual. Okay. Spores. Do you think the spores that um, <clears throat> they have that kind of sort of sexual reproduction? But I, but it, I guess there are elements of nature that have multiple. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so we could certainly we could certainly pursue the fungal aspect. That probably has gives us some room to play around with. But Joe, people who are of the clique. They can be as old or as young as they want. They can be whatever gender they want to be. Yeah. You know, and they can fluidly change. It might take them a little while, but they can change. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the thing. Like you're right with Joe. He could be really anything, and he could, you know, be. He could be some some hints or clues could be made to his past as a woman or as who knows what. Mm-hmm. And then again, the boxes are you know yeah she's speaking in a female voice, but maybe that's just because she recognizes Joe as a male now. He's He's incarnated yeah. as a male entity, and so she's. So I like this because it, it, it seems to me it would be subtle, but we could play with it. Well, you know, it would be a cool way to play with it is mm. if this 
box entity mm-hmm. is universal. It's in all of the boxes, right? Yep. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All the old boxes are the cells of this giant right, right. entity. So if the boxes interact with anyone else in the film, maybe they could change gender. Which would be interesting. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Based on how well, you're reading the person. Well, the other thing, too, is that uh, you know we have this se- the ending scene where the, w- the way that Joe... I don't know if you've heard this yet, but I'll just tell it to you real quick. The way that Joe and the box get together to go and s- rescue Veronique mm-hmm. um, is that Joe travels there through the, to the hallucinogenic you know, realm right. on this motorcycle, blah, blah. And then he's there talking with Veronique, kind of getting her prepped for a big surprise, which will allow him to snatch her and take her out of there. And the big surprise is, you can't really be seen by the outside world if you're in the hallucinogenic realm. You can see out of it, you can see the whole Mm. world, Mm. but the world can't see the way you, the world can't see you in the same way that you're seeing the world. Does that make any sense? Mm. Just taking taking it from the full, like, just the idea of Are you completely invisible, or are you... Pretty much. You're pretty much invisible. and 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 that's the metaphor. Yeah. Okay. So there's actually a, a peasant woman, you know, out wandering in the forest. You can see her, and she's doing her thing. And at one point, Veronique flies over to her and whispers in her ear. And then that peasant woman does something maybe slightly different. But the peasant woman never saw Veronique, never acknowledged that there was mm-hmm. an interaction. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of showing you that the the hallucinogenic realm has its own kind of properties. It right? has influence on this realm. Right, yeah, it has, it has influence on this realm, especially if you're someone like Veronique, who can leverage the the way the two realms are set up, let's say. Hmm. But, so, so the, 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 the thing we're trying to demonstrate, or whatever, illustrate, is that people outside the hallucinogenic realm are not able to see in. Right, gotcha. So, at some point, Uncle uh, Buffalo Joe says, you know, I, I have to look at this scene a long time, but whatever, he says some kind of Thing like, you know, uh, you might be ready for a surprise or whatever. And then over the hill comes a giant box creature. A creature made out of thousands of boxes. And it's like... And the thing is that it, it like, has all these eyes all over it that are kind of looking around. And all of a sudden, all the eyes turn, like in the Lord of the Rings. It's made up of millions of boxes. Wow. All, 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 all articulated, all kind so of... Sure, lots of little cubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. So you see this thing as like, it's the size of Godzilla, basically. Okay. Coming over the hill, made out of giant, you know, a bunch of little tiny boxes. Cool. Right. And is so it's it, uh, anamorphic, or is it uh, some other... Roughly anamorphic. Okay. It's actually a person in a suit. <laughs> Just like Godzilla. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, and so there's all these eyes all over it, and, and the way that it indicates that it can see them, Joe and Veronique, is all the eyes come together into one eye, and they look right into the... Camera where there's where they are, hmm. and so uh, that's when Veronique realizes that thing can see them and is coming for them, hmm. and she freaks out and screams, and that's Joe's opportunity to grab her while she's surprised and pull her out of the hallucinogenic realm. So she needs to be surprised too. She needs to be knocked Thrown off out. guard. What's that? Thrown off guard. Thrown off guard. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, surprised. Um, taken out of her comfort zone, like taken out of her comfort zone, hmm. so that she's just like she's yeah. You know, she's she's at law, she's basically at sea, right. and then he has the opportunity to say, ah, you know, you had this particular orientation of rigidity of like anger and angst about your situation, and blah 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 blah, and now you're so surprised and you can't remember any of that stuff. So I can take you now into a different place. It's like the opposite of what happens to a human when they say on mushrooms or LSD they actually enter the hallucinogenic realm. It's sort of an uprooting. Kind of like that. Way, like, it's like an awakening. It's like, like, what the fuck? Yeah, because the she, world is way different now than I, mm-hmm. and you have the ability to. Yeah, 
Because she's she's in the she's trapped in the hallucinogenic realm. She can't exit it. Yeah. And so he's got to find a way to take her out of it. And the way that 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 shows up is by catching her by surprise, which is hard to do for someone who's tripping and catch her by surprise. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you're almost always like it's surprises constant. But anyway, so so that's the that's the moment that he's able to pull her out, and that's basically the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. He pulls her out. There's this kind of crazy scene where she's like pulled out of it. Like suddenly he's there in the regular world and out of this hole in the sky this vaginal hole comes mm. this baby mm. and then and then that baby is handed off to the peasant woman yeah it's like here i you know you've been barren for many years and i am going to give you this god has given this child to you blah, <laughs> yeah, blah. Right, right. and that's that's it and a movie i love it yeah right. so so anyway that's so the box giant is the box right it's, it's the, exactly yeah. it's the is the secret that joe or the secret the thing that that he he and she figure out and we don't necessarily tell the audience that exactly that that's mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. But there's a little scene where where after he's you know he gets the magic motorcycle and he has yet to bury in the dirt, they're talking about the magnetic properties of the boxes mm-hmm. and how when you need to stack them on the giant airships because they're magnetic, they stack together really yeah, easily. You don't yeah. have to tie them down or anything. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, well, could you take that magnetic field and could you vary it so that the things can actually the the attraction and, repe- and re- repelling of the box surfaces can be varied over one surface and and she's like dynamic hinges and he's like joints mm-hmm. and she's like oh oh and then that's the end of that scene mm-hmm. we don't tell the audience anything more they'll just see the monster and realize oh that's what they were talking about yeah. um another thing that came to mind when you're describing that is uh I, you, you talked about the boxes being infected with fungus over time in the hemp yep um, and I don't know if there's parts in which the boxes become buried in the earth, mm. but that could be another cool thing where, because they're infected by this fungus and they're buried in the earth, they then become part of the mycelial network of the earth, which is in, yep. in part yeah. where the hallucinogenic realm comes from. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I like that. And that's another way that the boxes could enter the hallucinogenic well, realm. Well, and, and plus they, she buried, that's a good, I like that. She, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of going there. Uh, but I really way. well, yeah. you've really, you've articulated it very clearly. Yeah. When he buries the motorcycle, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the hooking into the mycelial network and why it explodes out into a full blown hallucinogenic motorcycle because mm-hmm. he has to bury it in the ground for that to happen. Right, right. Be a cool. That connection has already been been made between mm-hmm. the boxes. And yeah, the and I wonder if you could even add a, like a subtlety, <clears throat> not to get too yeah, crazy, but that. You know, maybe she told him about this mechanism for bearing the motorcycle, but really what he was doing was infecting the earth with this fungal technology mm-hmm. that came off of him somehow. Like you could almost have like some debris fall off of him, and she knew that that would kind of happen. Well, what I like, what I like about this idea is, is there could be a scene where there might be some boxes that are half buried, mm-hmm. and they, they're the ones that are actually receiving yeah. signals from the box proper, the... The, the metatronic ubiquity they receive that and then they they also transfer it into the the mycelium and take the mycelial signals so they're actually a the the, 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 the mycelial hub yeah well the, or, yeah the, the metatronic ubiquity becomes the entire earth hmm. it's not just the boxes but it's the earth as well that's the sequel maybe I like it yeah <laughs> I, mean, I like that's a cool idea this whole thing's reminding me of uh, there's a deleted scene in the movie the fountain uh-huh. You ever see the fountain? It's I, one of my I, I gotta watch it again. All-time yeah. favorite movies. Yeah, um, yeah I gotta but, watch it again. Uh, there's a deleted scene where um, I think it's in the spaceship part of the movie, where he's in that globe spaceship. Uh-huh. 
he actually procures mushrooms and eats them, like psilocybin mushrooms. Okay. And that's cut out of the movie, of course. You know, but it's like wow, him, like going to this, you know, next level. Uh, okay, um, let me grab a sketch pad and we'll yeah. listen to some audio and just see what comes up. Unless there's anything else that, that's. So I, I, I might have sent you guys that, I know I told Joe about it, I'm not sure if I told Melanie or maybe it's vice versa, but there's a website I found that's basically a website, a giant, uh, like, Wikipedia, but for image, like for icons. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that, that's just an interesting thing because you can search, like, show me everything about death, and it brings up every symbol that is, yeah, it's... What's it's, the name of the website again? I forget. I have it. I have it. I have it on the. I think it's on um, uh, Wide Up Movie. There's a link to it, but I'll, I'll make sure I find that and give it to you guys. What's the date? It's the 11th, I think. Oh yeah, it's 11 11. 11. <laughs> I had no idea. I love that you said that. <laughs> Duh. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Where am I? It's also would be my grandmother's. Well, it is my grandmother's birthday. Nice. So I, I remember that for that reason as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna watch. I've got her and the fountain <laughs> again. Uh, okay, I'm gonna put this down here. Website of icons. Cool. Have you seen any Ken Russell movies? Like The Layer of the White Worm would be the one in particular I'm thinking of. Layer of the White Worm? That sounds really familiar. You might have told me about it before, but I don't I think, think I've so. seen I've definitely not seen it. Because it came out in the late 80s, and I just rewatched it last night. It's been that long. It was good? And, oh, it's funny. It's 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 worth watching. Ken Russell? Yeah. That's not the Kurt Russell? The director. No, it's huh, the director. Okay, okay. He's got that and a movie called Gothic, which is... Okay, not as good as I remember it. And then something called The Rainbow I haven't watched yet, but I'm, I'm thinking most of his stuff he made back then. But I was thinking about watching The Lair of the White Worm. I don't know, just elements of it reminded me of this movie. Oh, not cool. In any, like, that, any storyline kind mm-hmm. of way, just more in the... The feel the of feel, it? feel, the scenes of the, you know, from the boat especially, and just... Okay. And, and the trippiness here and there, and yeah, you might want to give it a watch. Okay. No, that's it. And it's like comedic, but <laughs> serious, but comedic. But yeah, and Hugh Grant's in it. It's like one of his first movies. No, wow. It's cool. before he was famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, that's kind of funny. It's I like I like too. Hugh Grant. I think he's a really interesting actor. Yeah. Uh, so, um, just a little preface here. The uh, there's a bit of a. I'm going to even say a, a caveat. I'll just, it's a very minor thing. So act one, of, uh, I reshot it. Act one of the scene is pretty much a given. It's good. It's, it's, it's solid visually. And I think we've got that in the can. Act two, uh, it got bright. And I, I, may not ha- I may have to stitch together that and several other days of production. To make that work, but I, I'm, I think we'll probably be fine. I'm going to reshoot three because it doesn't make sense. I'm pretty sure. Let me just run this by you because you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They have the 20 questions. Then they get more deeper into the story, and then they go and they have their their frolic and their rant. It kind of doesn't make a lot of sense that they would be exactly back in the same place for Act Three. 
Yeah, they don't have to. Exactly. Right. So my thought is that even though I have them exactly back in the same place, maybe we need to reshoot that in a slightly different location. Yeah. Hey, I'll call you back in a little bit. I'm right in the middle of a meeting. No, no, don't be sorry. I, I want to talk to you. I'll talk to you later. Bye, bye. So the other member of the art department you guys got to meet. So, but but how how will you deal with the fact that the the environment has changed radically very changed? Much? Well, here's the thing. What's cool about what's cool about pine trees is that they don't change much, and behind them are all those pine trees. Oh, so they they go. Up. Yeah, so they could basically just you know he could be carrying her, they can be talking, chatting through pine trees, blah blah, and even you know there could even be a little bit of snow. It's okay. Because whatever, you know. But the main thing is that if it's shot in the pine trees or around the pine trees, we uh, can get away with continuity, I think. I don't know. The snow bit. I'm not so sure about this. Well, whatever. We're supposed to have a belt next week. Are we? Yeah. It's supposed to be warm and, well, okay. 40s and, and raining. Mm -hmm. So okay. if that's 40s raining, we're, we're good. And you'll probably still have some color laying around. A little bit. There. I, I, I still want to shoot the scene on the concrete and, you know, uh, hopefully I can make that fly as the scene before Joe and... But there's pines again in that, so we that, could be okay. Yeah, we could be okay. Is there anything what in particular are you altering for the Act Three? Well, Act Three is just that they're in a slightly different location mm -hmm. because again they played That's around. What you want. Yeah, they well it just kind of doesn't make sense to have Act One, Act Two, then a break where they play around and do fun things, and then they're exactly back mm -hmm. in the same location for Act Three. It's kind of like you know that. I didn't think that through very well, mm. but it's okay. Wouldn't have anything to do with the motorcycle where it's buried or anything. No, like that. no, because he hands it. She he takes it out of the box and is physically holding it, so he uh, can put buried anywhere. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a little handheld motorcycle. Oh, it's not great. a big one. No, it's it, well. That's the seed. Yeah. That's the seed that he it's plants like, in the ground, uh, and if he like comes. The little sponge things you get, and then yeah. you put them in the water, and they turn into a dinosaur. And we're totally and again. This is this gives me an opportunity to totally steal from American astronaut, so he can plant the ground, stand back, and then a big fucking thing of dirt gouts up over him. And that's all he's just he's standing there, and then dirt goes like that. Yeah, it's like I was totally stealing that from American astronaut. Nice. Um, okay, so you ready to listen to some stuff? Can I just ask yeah. you really what, what why I never found out why all our footage didn't work? Okay, well. Uh, it was, I'm going to remember, there's a, several reasons. Okay. Um, uh, it was, uh, there was some stuff where I was really out of the frame. And so it, it looks, it looks jarring. But mostly it's a pro, it was a problem that I was responsible for. And I'm kind of forgetting what it was now. I'm like, I'm a hundred miles from that though. But let me oh. think about it. Or we'll look at it later or I'll look, oh yeah, that's what went wrong. Um, it was something that I was just like, oh, I didn't even think about that mm -hmm. kind of a thing. So... Um, but yeah, some of it was, a little bit was, I, you have I, to realize, I'm just putting it out there, when I've been with you all day doing something like that, and then I have no idea why nothing, none of it worked, I, I get a little, It's like, not you. It, a little worried. piece of it, a little piece of it was when I, what I, why sh, I should have communicated really clearly about being in the frame and what I wanted. And, and that's, that's, but that's. So you were not okay with being right at the edge? No, I, I was... telling you, you were like right at the edge, and if you look up... Yeah, what I, meant out, was, what I meant was, I wanted the frame to be, I wanted the, the edge of the frame to be the top of my head, so my head would be mostly in it most of the time. Uh -huh. And it was cut off like here a lot. And that was probably because I was moving around or whatever. Well, the moving around, yeah. it would be when you were moving around. Because that's what I kept trying, I just want to make sure that I'm able to communicate with you clearly about things. Because I thought I was letting you know that, yeah. but apparently I it, wasn't. It's totally cool. It's not, again, this is great. Because that's yeah. exactly the way I feel too, is, is we're, you and I are going to get really good at, at communication. And, and it's, yeah. just, it's just practice. We're just going to yeah. get better at it. That's okay. all. 
Um, okay, so my thought is we'll just listen to this and just, just say stop when you want to say something, and we'll stop it. And uh, let's go here and here. Yeah, but don't fret about that because there was a major chunk of thing that was, you know, whatever. I, I can't remember what it is right now, but there was something that was like, oh, well, I, I fucked up. fretting was not knowing. I know, I know, I get it. I'm just saying, I, I <laughs> fucked up somewhere in there. Uh, let's do this. This is just a, a, like kind of an inner, I don't know, it's an idea. Yeah. Um, have you thought about font much with the boxes? Very good. And yeah, exactly. Whether you're going to alter the font based on what she's trying to Yes. Do. She can, she can, we can alter the font based on what she's saying and... It could be really fun. Oh, absolutely. Basically, there is no, aside from the fact there's no color, mm -hmm. there really is nothing that is, is not allowed. Mm -hmm. Okay? What thing that you could play with that has nothing to do with color yeah. but could alter the visual of it is um, opacity. We, we are going to have to pretty much stick with strong black and white. We can fade in, fade out, mm -hmm. if that's part of the communication. Yeah. But by and large, it has to be strong black and strong white because of the way it, it actually, in, uh, in the composition, the, the visual effects, after effects part of it, mm. the way it blends with the box, it has to be strong. In order to see it. it. In order for it to be consistent and work well. Okay. If, we vary the, if we vary the opacity of something as part of the communication, it, it might get problematic. It can definitely, things can definitely fade in and out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I was just, just thinking that that problematicness could be part of the um, technique that she's using in a way, mm -hmm. the way subliminals work. Um, like you can almost have mm -hmm. Easter eggs in there where you have very light things kind of going on in the boxes alongside the text mm -hmm. that are, you know, not really meant to be like... Well, they're not said out loud. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of suggestive. I like that. That's cool. You have yeah. to be reading to actually yeah. catch them. Yeah, so I'm just gonna put. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, if you if you feel if like yeah, no, 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 that's great. I love it. Like subliminal. And the other thing too is not only could things be slightly faded, let's imagine, mm -hmm. but they could also go on the screen like that. Yeah, like so speed is a thing. Yeah. yeah, speed can be a thing too. They can just come in and mm -hmm. go ahead. Kind of like Fight Club. They did that with the uh, interjection I, of. I was just thinking clips. the same. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking about. Was the Fight Club scene? I wasn't gonna say it. I was like, ah. But, um, <laughs> well, I also had this kind of, this is probably totally dorky, but I was thinking of Eddie Izzard and how he launches into, like, French and stuff during his bits. Like, totally. what if there was, like, this, like, it could be really short, but where they, you know, it's almost like telling a joke or something where they, they, they slip into another language for a second and then they're like, oh, and then they comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's dirty, I like it. Well, it, well, it could be, it could be that also that, you know, uh, um, so the the dialogue is pretty much fixed as far as the uh, the uh, the audio goes. It's just going to be too much trouble to redo anything that way. But yeah, yeah. we can certainly do things visually that complement the audio. And like you say, it could be like she's saying something in English, but it shows up in French and Russian French, and Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and subliminals wouldn't be audio anyways. They'd be in, intending like her intending to portray something easier through using multiple techniques. Exactly. Yeah. And and also. Uh, if we if we find some people like there's a I can't remember her name right now but the French translator who I found in Canada who's who was doing a really good job translating the blog into French for Ken mm, cool she she has a poetic sense mm. my sister-in-law who's pretty literate with French read her translation like yeah they're actually pretty good they're kind of close to what you're trying to do mm. so if we could find like 
uh, like someone who could speak Urdu, who we do know, you know, and someone who can yeah. speak Chinese and English really well, then we could do some subtle things to that only people who speak those languages will even get. Right. right. Yeah. So it's really about finding those those people out there who might be like, oh yeah, I can do something with that. I was just thinking about my cousin from Nigeria too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's, yeah. Where's Urdu? Urdu is um is uh, uh, Pakistan <laughs> and oh, India. Okay. okay. Yeah. I should know that. I had uh, just a this is a quick aside I, I know I'm not allowed to do this but I had two one pretty crazy idea but two pretty decent ideas for movies based on meeting her wow cool yeah. and I talked to her about one and, she, and we were both like that would be really dangerous to make that one <laughs> so she's going to talk she's going to go talk to her parents about it see what they say about what about the, 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 the social ramifications the movie, the movie idea yeah because it's, it's a huge what's dangerous about it is the social ramifications it's it's, it's talk, I'll give you the uh, should I give it a very quick very elevator, elevator pitch. pitch here it goes yeah, so there's a book called Behold the Man and it's a science fiction story written by Michael Moorcock about a guy who goes back in a time machine to find the historical Christ and he goes back he's, he's a scholar of Christ he's a scholar of Christianity but he's fallen away from the religion he goes back in time looks around for Christ cannot fucking find him he goes everywhere he sees everybody else John the Baptist and whatever but there's no Christ and so he starts like going have you heard of these teachings a, a man wandering who says these things and he would like, you know, give Christ's teachings to people. You know, like, I don't recognize that, but that's pretty cool. Blah blah. And that's suddenly he realizes <laughs> he's Christ. So, so it's a flip. You know, we talked a lot about the politics of Islam and how basically there's a, there's weaponized Islam that's been created by, like, say, Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. They've created a weaponized Islam to keeps their people under control. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what if a Saudi prince in this movie is like they're, they have tons of money, so they have all these sort of dark science projects. They have a time machine. And the Saudi prince is kind of in charge of this time machine project. And he goes, uh, and he sort of, you know, he's, he practices Islam, but he also drinks and he gets fucking prostitutes and whatever, but all on the sly. Eats bacon. Eats bacon, right. <laughs> so, or whatever, just, you know, whatever. And so, and so he, 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 has the, he has the trappings of Islam, but he actually doesn't follow the core. Mm -hmm. And he gets in, sucked into this time machine where he decides to take a trip. And he goes back to search for the prophet. Yeah. The historical prophet, and he gets back there, and he realizes there is no prophet, and and so his transformation is becoming the true incarnation of Islam that the prophet was. He sees, he goes back there and realizes that this whole thing is based on the fact that there was this guy who doesn't exist or didn't exist, and maybe he fucked up the timeline. So now he's got to be the guy, and so he has this personal transformation where he realizes that the people are hungering for this philosophy, and he has to actually become it mm. and that would be extremely dangerous to make because it would be like there would be fucking fatwas all over the place for the person who made that movie yeah. so I said to her I'm like the only way this would happen is if your people who are sort of like the conscious Islam people and she has a whole community of people if you guys made it and I you know I, I made it with you but you guys were the fucking structure underneath it and then that way I mean I could make it I would I have no problem having a fatwa against me if there's a hundred Muslims who actually made this movie. You have to keep the beard. Yes. <laughs> and convert to Islam for at least a year. Anyways, there it is. Now, sorry, done. Elder okay. Fish. So, um, okay, let's run. Here we go. Anything else before we go forward? Here we go. Hello, Buffalo Joe. Hello. Where to begin? There's so much to share. I like to share. You have come. Our experience is delicious. We are both cherishing and reveling. I enjoy cherishing. So quick on that one. 
Uh, all this stuff that you're hearing right now is being is is being read by Uncle Joe as he's looking at the box. And she's saying it too. No, oh, she's so not saying it. She hasn't actually gotten voice yet. Ah, okay. So, so did you make that decision? I've decided that decision. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we could still do it the other way, but I'm pretty clear that it works best that way. And that's how Act One is designed right now. So no, she's no voice for her for Act One. No voice for her for the first act. Okay. And it's him. He'll basically be like looking over and reading her text, and then leaning back and going blah blah blah, and then reading her text, and then talk, having his reply. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they, I can give you audio of that audio of that, so that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and this is also going to be fun because this is where our powers of design and visualization are going to really kick in because. He's reading this text, but there's also this little comic book side of the box that's showing visuals of what he's actually, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Should these visuals yeah. be still, like, say, looking at Joe's T-shirt or... Okay, now here's... Animated. I want to I wanna answer that question, okay? And here's the answer. It depends on how much you guys want to learn After Effects. Because if you say, if we say, oh, we want to animate this and blah, blah, that's me who's doing that. But if, if you guys have some rudimentary After Effects knowledge then you can actually make the animations and then present the final thing. So the animations will have to be limited to a, something really reasonable unless you guys are going to bite into After Effects. And if you decide to bite into After Effects, I will set you guys up with what you need to run After Effects. Right. I would buy... I mean, you can get 30 days for free, but then I would buy licenses for you guys and that would be that. And I, all I can say, I mean, I kind of gave Melanie the sales pitch on this, but... After Effects, you don't have to get into the vast fucking universe that is After Effects right. to do what we want to do. You would need some animation skills, but it's stuff that could be learned not without too much trouble. You already know how to do stuff in uh, Photoshop. Illustrator, yeah, Illustrator and Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of what you do in, in After Effects is vector-based. Yep. There's a whole other vector. You can bring in stuff from, from mm -hmm. Illustrator, <clears throat> but you can also build stuff, same idea, Bezier curves and whatever, yeah. in, in After Effects. And cool, it's, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was, was going to say, and it, it, it would be a cool skill to have as we go down the road anyway, mm -hmm. because there'll be more things that you can offer, and you know, your whole artistic... All I can say is just from my own experience, your whole artistic experience will be transformed mm -hmm. if you learn that basic animation stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, um, what I was going to say might be kind of cool in that the storyline Act 1, Act 2, Act 3... Mm -hmm. In Act One, what we're learning now is that she's hasn't learned voice yet, so she's evolving. She she has a voice, but she's not. She she wants to get to know Joe a little bit better before she reveals her voice. Ah, okay. Yeah, she has a voice, and the voice is after he you know goes to Act One, and then like she's like he you know he wins, and she's like you win, and he's like oh is there a prize? Usually when you win something, there's a prize, and she's like well the prize is something that will benefit us mutually. Give me a voice, Joe. Help me to speak, mm -hmm. and he's like I don't know how to do that. Mediatronics doesn't have enough power to vibrate the hemp board and make mm -hmm. sound. And she's like, open me up, you know, inside the cell. And he reaches in and he pulls out a crank Victrola <laughs> and cranks that up. And that's her voice. What? And he's like, oh, a, a, uh, a, a um, how's it interface with the box? It, 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 it basically, the, the, what's that? <laughs> that will the, what happened was, is you see this Victrola in Jerry's cabin. And that's where the boxes come to life. There's a, uh, and, and Jerry has all these things that are props that Melanie built. There's all these things that Jerry was experimenting with. Ancient technology, new technology, blah, blah, blah. He was trying to figure out stuff. And on his way to finding 
a way to infect the boxes with, with fungus. Before he did the fungus thing, he was trying all sorts of other weird technologies, mm. dead birds and whatever. Right, right. And so this Victrola is in his place. And so what we, what we basically find out is that she has recreated that Victrola as a way to speak. Mm. Uh, just a cool image that yep. comes to mind. Yep. Uh, that might be cool to get a close-up shot of is uh, if you could find some old 45s or 78s and inoculate them with some mold and shoot mm. some close-ups, mm. you could show how that transformation would happen. That's a cool idea. I like that. Yeah, cool. Um, I mean, it, it could even be... Uh, we have shots of the record spinning on the table, mm -hmm. but those are just reference shots. You know, once this goes into... Once we go into the prop area and start propping these things and adding VFX, we can make the fucking Victrola do anything we want to visually. Yeah. So the cool thing is is that mold is three-dimensional mm -hmm. and the ridges on the close-up of a 78 or a 45 are three-dimensional. You ever see like a very cool, like you ever have yep. like yep. high-intensity uh, camera on a on the grooves it shows like how it undulates well yeah and so like for instance like you could basically be looking at a regular record with some discoloration but mm -hmm. what she could do on the box surface is have like an electron microscope zoom in mm -hmm. like you know it's like here's the record here's the, and you go and suddenly you see like the mold spores and the needle is going over like mold spores but it's like all the point is that this the illustration that we're doing could be straight up black and white photographs mm -hmm. of like an electron microscope you know Image, yeah, or well, not, or not even just like you wouldn't have to do it graphically. I think you could just do it with a camera. You I could, think you could, you put could mold on a on a forty five, yeah. and you could just take a really like great shot of it, Super right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Zoom out, you know, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know if you have that capability, no, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's really at this point, it's like how much do we want to uh, employ things that will be appropriate for the box surfaces, and how much more actual prop live action prop type photographic stuff yes, we're going to do. Right. How much and, time do you have in the movie? Yeah. Like, and if we, well, if we pile more photographic stuff on me, then yeah. that's, that, that means I'd rather implement you guys. I see. I see. I'm okay. passing the, I'm <laughs> passing the buck to you guys. But no, it's a great, it's, yep. it's fine. I love it. I, I wrote it down. Um, and so it, uh, it could be that that's the simplest way or that some other cool idea flows out. Yeah. Of yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, so I just stopped it just, just to say that, uh, this stuff you're all hearing is him reading to her. Okay. Or him reading her mm -hmm. stuff. Where I was going to go uh, when I was talking about her evolving learning voice. Yep. Um, yep. I guess that's not necessarily no, an go evolution, ahead, go ahead. But what I was thinking was you, we could potentially use this as a theme in the Act 1 to Act 2, Act 3, where mm -hmm. the the graphics become more advanced to maybe potentially an Act 3 animating. Mm -hmm. Yep, Where, I thought of that too, sure. Yeah, okay. and, and, and we can have that evolution, but I'm perfectly happy with her. And, and let me put it this way. Because she's being a little bit more chill in the first act, because she doesn't want to like, she doesn't want to shoot off all the fireworks initially. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you like somebody, if you're really into somebody, you don't necessarily like, well, all over them in the first time you meet them. Well, you you just, make them a mixtape. You make them a mixtape, right. <laughs> You just, I you just, where that came from. that's great. That's exactly right. Well, that's the thing, you know, she's, she wants to, she wants to connect with him, but she doesn't also, she's also wants us to take a little bit easy and not overwhelm him. So yeah, that's another, that's a, a way to approach what you're saying. It's not that she's learning or getting better at it. Mm -hmm. It's just that she's holding back a little bit initially. Right. Mm -hmm. So do you see that as the, the initial imagery being more simple and maybe coming 
more slowly and then it, it sort of builds up so that there's there's more imagery coming faster. I, I, would, say, I, I would say that... I, or even if it doesn't animate, it could just be more beautiful artwork or more... Yes, or... You know, different... Or or more or more snide, more funny, more more ridiculous. You know, she's letting yeah, more she's of herself out. Comfortable. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of a cool idea. Okay. Yeah, that's more of what I'm thinking about. Is that as things go on, she's letting herself out more, and so it, it gets. You know, she's fucking wild and kooky and excited. So it sort of starts out with you know, sort of like um, basic symbol and slash emoji like. You know, maybe, and maybe. Then, but it evolves into more um, abstract. As, as related. It, well, yeah, it, it could be. However, you want to go with it. It, 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 whatever sort of whatever seems to be appropriate for the evolution of the scene, and and you know, because at first it's not like she's going to censor herself, but she just maybe is going to be a little bit more laid back, conservative, maybe a little bit more conservative mm-hmm. in her imagery and her communication. And then, like, there might be some visual jokes. There might be some later on. There might be, some, but you might see in the first scene if she, you know, if something really strikes her as appropriate, she'll flash something that's like, whoa, you know, that is. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, Joe is he's in this reshoot. He's paying way more attention to what she's doing. He's looking at her more, but he's also glancing away. So there's there's opportunities for her to like make jokes that he maybe isn't seeing mm-hmm. visually. Mm-hmm. Okay, shall we ready to roll yep. some more? Sure. Okay. Okay, one more thing here, Joe. So she says something, and he's reading this. We, you know, we're reveling, blah, blah. And what he thinks that means is that she's speaking for both of them. So he's a little confused at first. Like, he's like, you know, we, we're both re- cherishing and reveling. You know, our experience is delicious. She says, our experience is delicious. We are both cherishing and reveling. And he's like, I, I, I enjoy cherishing and reveling. I concede that curiosity is a sort of cherishing. He's like trying to figure out how he can, how he can make sense of what she just said without contradicting her. And he doesn't know who we is yet. He doesn't know the box is all the boxes. He doesn't know that he she's a we. Know this yet. Okay, so I was confused because I wasn't sure if she meant. Him and her. Exactly right. right. She, right. He thinks that's what she means. Yeah. But she actually means herself as a we. Ah, she okay. doesn't know okay. yet what she is. Yeah. She yeah. knows what the boxes were, but gotcha. he doesn't know yet what. Yeah. And then this, this, this will come out. Learning. This okay. is going to come out in the, in the, yes. in the game. And that's okay. what the 20 questions and then, is about. It's, yeah. it's Every about break in the communication between him and her is another visual potential? Yep. Or is every time you hear split? her speak, yeah. every time you hear her speak, it's text coming up and imagery also mm-hmm. to sort of yeah. Supplement or support or so con- there should be an image for every break. Maybe for maybe it, it doesn't have to be like image, image, image. But okay. if there's something especially well, I think what we're really looking for is something that's especially oh, that's great. Yeah, you know, and if if there's some blankness, that's fine too. Doesn't matter. What I love about infographics is their simplicity, mm-hmm. and if you can render something as simplistically as possible, that's what I love. Yeah, just taking camera photos of like. You know the insignia for a library or something like that. It's like a head, a body, and a book. It's like yeah, and it, and it doesn't even look human. You know, it's like what is that? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. so ridiculous. And, and it could be that we come up with stuff that may not actually be immediately recognizable on the first pass, and, but it'd be like if you wa- if you rewound and fast forward or watch it again, be like, oh my god, that's what that meant. That's what that meant. Yeah. 
fuck. That, that stuff, that's totally cool, as long as it's not like all of it is like that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, a question I have here yeah. is, this was an image I had a long time ago, and, and you know, in our current era, it's definitely would be frowned upon in terms of like the social mm -hmm. crisis that we find ourselves in, you know, people being very sens sensitive to, uh, to one thing or another. Um, but I had, uh, you know, the handicap symbol yeah. um, on the parking lots and everything like yeah, that. Yeah. I had that as the head of a human body, of a graphically designed human body, like you might see the male or female bathroom sign. The head is the handicap circle. So it's like handicapped in the head. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of missing what the handicap yeah. symbol looks like. So it's like a person in a wheelchair? wheelchair. Yeah. That would go, oh, that person in a wheelchair would be the head of the body? Of the body. Oh, that whole thing? Was yeah. Okay. And then I had like... Action poses, like they have action poses of either people swimming or doing sports or running with that image as the head. And I was, was just playing around with different ideas and seeing what came out of them. But anyway. Yeah, that could, that could be I don't know if that would fly. Whatever. No, Social. I don't have a problem. Listen, one thing I have, I have a problem is I don't have a problem being... Risky. Risky at all. Because, you know, there's a, this is a fucking called daughter of God. I mean, right, right away, this pisses off many Christians. Because you can't have a daughter of God. There's only a son of God. So don't worry about that. Okay. It's a, really, it's only if it, if it hits us as being fucking awesome. I don't care whether it's going to piss people off or not. Yeah. yeah. Great, great. Well, then yeah. some really offensive <laughs> symbolism is going to come your way. Fine. <laughs> great. Love it. Love it. Okay, here we go. You have come. Our experience is delicious. We are both cherishing and reveling. I enjoy cherishing and reveling. I'd concede that curiosity is a sort of cherishing and reveling, a celebration of the mystery in which we are all participating. To be perfectly honest, I've been letting my curiosity go a bit contrast in the last few weeks, leaning more in the direction of apprehension and maybe even dread. Then you may prepare to revel too, for a sparkling unprecedentedness is nigh. I like sparkling and too. I have a quick question. Can we stop? Um, because she's interpreting what he's saying, will she, or could there be <clears throat> times when he's talking yes. and images come up? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, and it's not even, that, not even necessarily that she's interpreting it. She could basically be just like, you know, it, she's whispering, you know, to herself or, or, or kind of, you know, like you have your own thoughts when people are talking. Exactly. Yeah. It just come to mind. Exactly. Yes. Exactly right. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I just, yeah. I had another quick idea before we press play again. And this was just something that popped in my head is like, <laughs> it was uh, the delicious and reveling yeah, yeah, yeah. that came to mind. And I was thinking of like great artworks mm. and how Picasso would like abstract things, you know, mm -hmm. how they became simpler and simpler. It's kind of like what infographics are. Mm -hmm. And that I was almost imagining like taking really emblematic works in our culture and rendering them simplistically as allusions to what she's talking about. Sure. Like the one, one image that specifically came to mind, I forget who the artist was, was the people naked dancing in a circle, mm -hmm. all holding hands, you know Matisse. what I'm talking about? I think it's um, Matisse. Yeah, right. I think it is Matisse. But anyways, that you could even simplify that into black, white, you know, yep. just like yeah. stick figures as yeah. like a context yeah. of what she's... Just, just, to, just so we're clear here, okay... This is kind of a big, this is kind of an ambitious project we're undertaking. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, I, 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 am, I am perfectly willing to, you know, explore this in a big way. Okay. So, yeah, if, if you know, if you're feeling, oh, I, I shouldn't do this, this might be, you know, take too much of my time. 
you know, just I love it. I want to do art yeah. to make a it's, living. It's, well, that's the thing. It's this is a huge art project. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. and it's I mean, this, this is a twenty. Funny. This is a twenty-minute scene, so that yeah. could be a lot of imagery. All right. Yeah. I know that image really well because I I borrowed it for something. <laughs> yeah. I wrote a well, like a CD I made a long time ago just on my own. Mm-hmm. I and it was called Flies, and I took that image and instead placed flies dancing in a circle. <laughs> nice. We're on the same page. <laughs> I love it, Melanie. Cool. Okay, should I roll? Um, yeah, let me just write this down. Okay. Uh, boxes. Uh, can use imagery. I don't know why I'm a sparkling unprecedented. I, I can't always Sparkling unprecedentedness. Precedentedness. Yeah. I just picture it's so stupid. It's just like the rainbow, and this person's just like wow. There's like little stars, sure. sparkles. I mean, it's yeah, you know. yeah. Well, what's great about a, what's great about a rainbow is you've got to do it in black and white. You know, so I it's know. just like a, it's like a bow, you, you know, like the, the lines. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. And then in little, but the thing is, the rainbow. If there was just black and white lines, but there was like little sparkles that would pop yeah. off them, you would totally get it was a rainbow. Talking about sparkles. So it's gonna actually be fun, you know, to suggest suggest color. In black and white, you know, this I'm telling you, this fucking guy Scott McCloud, that shit is amazing. It's like that goofy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. First, I didn't use my glasses, so I'm not sure what I just drew. No, yeah, like it, it's 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 recognizable. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like not deep at all. No, I love it. Oh well, another, what that reminds me of is that's such a playful illustration that I wonder if there's any way to play between you know the the ultra uh, bureaucratic way that infographics are portrayed like on a lot of signage versus something that's more like an illustration well it, it basically that's the thing We're, we want to find and I think we want to find a language that not necessarily is consistent uh, in the sense that it's always looking the same kind of style, right. but that the way that she uses imagery has it feels like a it feels like a coherent voice. Well, and I don't I'm, and that that means she can range over a wide variety of styles, yeah. mm-hmm. but somehow it's still coherent. Well, what's cool about it uh, as a playful option is that it's similar to what we were talking about with font style is that based on what she's saying, mm-hmm. the style changes. Yep. You know. And that's and that's going to be interesting because you know there's so many there's so many ideas about fonts and yeah. use of fonts, mm-hmm. yeah. And what would be the what would be a font you know what would be a font that would be appropriate and and convey the feeling that she's offering, right? Yeah. Right. And you know it could be word by word or it could be uh, paragraph by paragraph of what you know. Yep. 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 Could yeah. It'd be like lot. it could be uh, Helvetica until the word like, for instance, right. delicious. You know, then it yeah. like this different font that's mm-hmm. kind of fun and you know, and it yeah. blinks or whatever. And if there's something that comes up that's like a ransom note, it could be every different mm-hmm. letter. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly right. <laughs> I I was thinking in terms of like almost like the bathroom people symbols. You know. Yeah. That like that. Is that when you're saying infographics? Yeah, that's is what that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about iconic um, signage. It is iconic, but it's not religious iconic. It's a uh, um, so it's like instruction manual, or you know, you see, you look on the side of a lawnmower and you see the fingers getting cut off. It's just like three yeah. black fingers and two of them are separated, or something like that. Right. It's very like 
The idea is that you don't have to speak the language to understand the graphic. Yes, and it's like similar to people swimming out in a tidal wave, you know, or the infographics for for riptides, you know. In uh, uh, Yellowstone, in the campgrounds, there's signs with a a bison, like Mm -hmm. the the horns doing this, and a man flying through the air. Yes, right. I love the one that's. Uh, Everybody knows what that means. Stay the hell away from the bison. Yeah, like, right. They're so great, and there's so much you can play with there. I love the. Yeah. Uh, there's the triangle with the person slipping in it. You know, mm-hmm. that's like the, your wet, mm-hmm. like yellow placard that people set well, up for wet floors. A lot of the, and you know, a lot of the. You the, turn it sideways, the guy looks like he's running and playing. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so cool. You see, the ones in Canada are funny. We had to figure those out. Some of them look like it looked like. They're on the side of the road, but it, like, there's a thing hovering over a truck, and it looks like a UFO is, you know, beaming up a car. But it has something to do with the way that the lights, uh, the they spy on you or something. Ah, uh, you're under surveillance, right? Yeah, there's. Yeah. It wasn't you're, you're, always mm-hmm. super clear to someone who wasn't used to seeing them. <laughs> and and some of them, our own ideas about what they meant. Yeah, and I've seen, I've seen some. Yeah, I've seen some in other cultures. Just like I don't really know what yeah, that means. I don't understand. Yeah, that. And, that, and that's again, that's a cultural thing that is is interesting. And again, it might be that if again, depending on how much you know we play around with this, it might be that we use a cultural one that has this sort of ambiguous sort of you know feel to it. But because of what they're saying, it's just like, oh yeah, that's perfect. You know, uh, uh, I want to just bring this up real quick. Hang on, where is it? Um, down here. Is this it? Yeah. So just bringing this up for a second. Um, let's make it big. So I tried to do some these of that. Great. Yeah. I tried to do some of that with these, with the boxes, mm-hmm. because these are actually the things that show what the boxes contain. Okay. Funny right. work for you there. So these uh, are probably <laughs> these are man-made infographics that yep. are used in the relief effort. And but she can also she can also drop on any of those. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Because basically all visual all human information is at her disposal. Mm-hmm. So, but I actually tried to do that idea of like, okay, well, you know, what what would be the easiest way to get across to someone who doesn't read English or Chinese what's in that fucking thing? Right, right. And it's pretty, for the most part, it works out pretty well. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, that's exactly what we're talking about. And so she would, she would be very comfortable with this language because it's already, it's all over the boxes everywhere. Right. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's and again, it's, it's such one? a wide variety of things, you know. What's this one? What, which one? Down at the bottom. Oh, that's, um, that's a resistance fighter manual. Oh, okay. So if you're the oppressive government that's trying to form, you can fucking fight it. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Uh, and this is like AI companion, you know, it's like, a, it's, it's like the iconic little weird, you know, robot, cartoon robot. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, what we're talking about this, I don't necessarily need to do only infographics, but it's, it's again, it's a, it's, it can definitely be something in our language, in her language that we can pull on. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right, so back to... Back to just listening. Back to just listening. Here we go. The dominant culture... Oh, ah, shut up. No, stop, stop. ...undermined by an unsustainable... <sighs> All right, yeah, shut up. Okay, here we go. Inquiry into your preferences for extrapolation. We can offer riddles, display archival surveillance footage with comments, or perhaps you prefer the skinny straight up. We haven't met, have we? You say something? I just can't hear the skinny straight up. Every time I hear it, I, I just it bothers say, you? I picture a heart on. I just, uh, well, oh, good, perfect. Then. That can be the visual. That's great, yeah. 
It could be, sure. Yeah. I mean, the skinny a mushroom, straight up. Yeah, a, a mushroom. tall, skinny mushroom. Yeah. Every or a mushroom that goes. Every time you Whoop. said it when we were trying to film it, You're every laughing. time you said it, I pictured a hard on. <laughs> well, Melanie, we have to remember Maybe that. she's dropping hints. Well, no, we have to remember who you are, too. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, only in that I'm willing to admit it. No, I'm, I'm just saying, I think this is. I thought of it, too. Skinny straight up. The skinny straight up. All right, well, let's just move along. Because it's a funny, it's a, it's an odd thing for her to say that I think in the first place, yeah. unless she's playing. Well, the, she is playing. I mean, and that's the thing. You know, yeah. she's also she also has some awareness of who he is to some degree. She's not completely because she got to watch him going to the other mothers, so she understands something about him, mm-hmm. and so she will speak a little bit like he does. Mm-hmm. You know, and because later on he says, "Just give me the skinny, however you like." Okay. Okay. Yeah. And guess what? I just made that up just now. <laughs> but it, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Does it? It does. Twenty yeah, yeah. <laughs> questions. Excellent. Nineteen. Are you now or have you ever been a card carrying member of the clique? No. Eighteen. Well, okay. So not clique and yet you control the Mediatronic Ubiquity. Aside from the extra dimensional tourists, and I know pretty much all of those. Who else could wield such power? This is fun. You'll never in a million years guess. Hey, who said anything about taunting? Uh, which end of the stick are you grabbing? Thinking out loud over here. <laughs> so, we've never met. You're not at the clique, nor are you some tentacled horror from the trippy realms. You're clearly virtuosic and kind of trickstery. We are expressing appreciation for such acute perception. Celebrating. Wait a minute. Your use of the pronoun we. Next question. We. Does your use of we refer to you and me? No. Seventeen. Ah. So you are a we. That's interesting. We are not amused. Seems a bit grandiose, wouldn't you say? Is that another question? Uh, what? Are you asking if we are of the opinion that our character is grandiose? I sense a hint in there somewhere. You think? Taunting. I have a need to kick your ass at this game. What's your question? Hang on. Check out the sunset. Whatever. Mediatronics only pick up black and white. Got a question? Was that another hint or are you obfuscating? Mediatronics receive a wide swath of the electromagnetic spectrum not only gathering light visible to humans via monochrome nanocameras. So, we were hinting or obfuscating. Were we hinting or obfuscating? Yes. That's what she should have said. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. 16. Fabulous. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Are you using we in the sense of the royal we, the majestic plural? The origins of the majestic plural are obscure. You might be asking if plurality implies being in accord with the divine or speaking for subjects under a dominion. Please ask a more specific question. Try this instead. Are there more than one of you? Yes and no. Still 16. (laughs) Are you plural in the spiritual perception, e.g. we are all one? We share that perception, but that is not what our we refers to. No. 15. Do you have physicality? Most definitely, yes. Fourteen. Is your physicality somehow plural? Somehow, yes. Thirteen. 
So a cat is a singular physicality, an ant colony or a beehive might be thought of as a plural physicality, I suppose. Bando, the 80,000-year-old quaking aspen colony, might well refer to himself as a we. Ooh, voila. Sort of. Animal, vegetable, or mineral? Yes and no. Still 13. Animal. A distant relative, technically 12. Technically, technically no. Yes and no. Oh. Still 12. Let me just go back. Formally. Animal, a distant relative, technically no. Because hmm. she's not animal, she's fungus. Right. Oops. Hang on, I fucked it up. Let's see where we are. It's okay. Ben Colony might well refer to himself as a weed. Did you get that part? Pando, the 80,000-year quaking Aspen colony, might well refer to himself as a weed. There's a giant... Yep. Yeah, okay. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Sort of. Animal, vegetable, or mineral? Yes and no. Still 13. Animal. A distant relative, technically, technically no. 12. Vegetable? Yes and no. Still 12. Formally vegetable. Synergistically integrated, yes. 11. Mineral. Synergistically integrated, yes. Ten. A distant relative of animal. Fungi. Kudos, yes. Nine. Okay, inventory. Formerly vegetable and mineral synergistically integrated plus fungi. What the fuck? And clearly sentient. Do I pass the Turing test? Hell yes. I'm asking the questions here. Wait, what? Are you an AI? Yes, I know. Still nine. Formerly an AI. We blush. Yes. Eight. Uh oh. <laughs> Did I cause you to exist? Yes, I know. Still eight. Shit. A fungal sentience that controls mediatronic ubiquity with a plural physicality that I had something to do with. This is a toughie. Eight questions left. You can do this. Do the clique know you exist? They recently learned of our existence, yes. Seven. Is that why boxes have been burned? Are the clique burning the boxes? Yes and no. Still seven. Duh. The clique would get the people to burn them, of course. But the clique are directly responsible for the burnings. They are not the origin of the burnings, no. Six. Do you think that when she when they're talking when he's asking about the burning, do you think that she would be showing sort of emotions of maybe of their pain somehow? Maybe, maybe so. You know, does she? I mean, I think I. I, I she's going to experience love, so maybe also ah, the confusion of of the pain. Yeah, I think I think I could see the box. I could see her catching fire graphically, all all her sides, right? Mm-hmm. And just like for a minute, like the flames could start at the bottom, just go like. All, like the you know iconic flames going up all around her and then like going out something like that. So, so okay, so that doesn't that, that oh, doesn't display an emotion though. Should there be something a little bit emotional? How would emotional? you do it? How would you do well, it? I gotta think about that. But okay. I just yeah, I sure, sure. Initially, I'm wondering, does she even feel about that? Well, she you know she, each of her cells is part of her body, so yeah. she would experience a box being all boxes being burned up for sure. Well, it seems like there'd be some sort of fear, at least an instinct of fear there. Yep, and and maybe in I, I what I'm what I'm. Whatever you decide might be the emotional display, however that would happen. I like the idea of 
flames coming and then whatever that emotional display, you know, the flames turning into that or something. Because to get the idea of flames yeah, burning and then, and then all of a sudden this... Flashing. Yeah, so whatever it is. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the most obvious, facial, uh, most obvious uh, you know, emotional expression is facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she could have them. She can have facial expressions. But it could be fun if we do facial expressions that they're just faces pulled from history. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That would be kind of a like fun way to screen, do it. The, well, the, the screen, the art again, yeah. you know, the flames, and then quick flash of the graphic, like sure, sure, screen. right, or the you know, or the so or the or the guy, or the yeah, or the Vietnam, uh, the scene in Vietnam where they're gonna they're putting the head up, the gun up that guy's head mm-hmm. in that shot. Yeah. Anyway, there's lots of things like really horrific yeah. things we could show that be like, oh wow. You know? Well, and she's also playing a game with him right now. So yes, they're she, playing a game. Yes. So you know, how much does she want to hint with images? But she, yeah, Melanie's got an interesting point. She would have spontaneous emoting. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. That might be in and that might be flicker. more flash. Yeah, flicker flash. flash. That's kind of like, cool. So there's, she's telling the story, but then you see a flash of what her ah, emotion cool. is. Yeah, I like it. Yep, 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 yep. That too. Exactly. And, and like flickering things that come on, like it's micro expressions. People have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys know about that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that could be her way of doing micro expressions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, and it could be multiple images. Like, I mean, I'm not sure I necessarily want to use the screen, but let's imagine the screen and then the Vietnam guy with the things like one, two, three, or five, or one, two, three, like boom, boom, boom. It's like all these different emotions mixed yeah. into one. Sure, the monk burning. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, exactly. um, all that. And and that's the thing too. Is we could play. Um, one of the things that was, again, learning a little bit more about After Effects. Let's say we got the monk burning, you know, mm-hmm. image, and if we put a filter through it make it black and white and then played with the filter, we could actually maybe bring that exact sure. footage yeah. in yeah. and have it be recognizable, mm-hmm. but it's just black and white. Yep. Yeah. So that's Easily. just another one of those. Book possible. burning would be another one. Book, yeah. 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 Really great. Yeah. Like cardboard. Exactly. Yeah. And it might be that those become, you know, we, we might do it, uh, we might do it as the, as the, you know, if the movie itself of that book burning, whatever, isn't quite right, we could then cartoonize it just to sure. do it. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or make it simply graphic, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. Just like here's an open book with fire coming out of it. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. More? Yeah. yeah. Holy smokes, this is some game. What other players are on the board? The burning box and the daughter of God are twins. Duality, pairs of opposites? Is that an evil twin? <laughs> Come on, that's not a real question. There's no such thing as evil. Shorthand. Are the twins in opposition? We'd say so, yes. Five. Okay, let's call them yin and yang. Is the yang twin burning the boxes? Yes, four. Do you know the twins? Wait, hold up. Do you know the yang twin? We have never communed with her as we are communing with you, no. Three. Do you know the yin twin? Very well, yes. Two. Does she want me to find her? She does, very much, yes. One. Are you helping her to find me? Hmm. That question doesn't really pass. Still one. Are you her? You win. Okay. So that's act one, Mm. basically. Cool. And the dialogue has been slightly changed. Both her and I are saying slightly different things. It's 95% what it is now. Gotcha. What you just heard. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll repost for you guys the dialogue as it exists now. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because the the act one is just him reading the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. You can either email me the text yep. or the yep. Yep. I'll send you link. the audio file. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Okay, so that's one. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, lots of potential ideas. I'd have to listen to it. Like oh yeah, more times. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's that's the idea. You guys gotta. Yeah, you guys gotta own this and and have it at your you know at your fingertips for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else before we run through acting? we this this in real life. So far, it edits at about what did I say? I think I sent it to you, but it's like you told me nineteen minutes, but I didn't know if that was the entire thing. It's no, it's it's nineteen. The way yeah, Act One is running nineteen minutes right now. So it's 20 minutes. And, and it, it is basically two shots right now. It's him, him with the box, right? He's, he, for, box is in the foreground and he's in the background. And it's much a smaller chunk of the box, the way I framed it this time. Mm-hmm. Then there's another shot where it's sideways, him and a very clear, complete shot of the box as a whole unit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we can intercut that with close-ups of the box's surface mm. so that you can see that the box's communication dominates the frame. All right, that's, that's, and I think we're going to cut to that whenever we've got something really powerful that she's saying. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Or, the, or when she's commenting on something that Joe's saying in a way that's great. Mm-hmm. So I think with those, you know, and a few other cutaways that like, Showing the record player spinning when that comes in Act Two, but this we're in Act One still, so we're just. And it would be cool uh, to know if you have any picked out that are going to be close-ups, because then we can focus more on the artwork for those. I think. I think really, it's all about if they're important to her, they're important to the story. Then the illustrations might be. This is where this is where you guys this is where you guys become like significant in the way the movie looks because okay. if you come up with a really cool idea we will have a close up on that cool that's all how right, it's going right, cool cool yeah, yeah that's how it's going to work mm-hmm. so because right now i I'm, I'm imagining okay well i don't have any close ups so i'm going to use the edit i have mm-hmm. and all, everything that y- you bring to it is going to be that that's when the camera's going to cut away to the close up is when you bring something fucking amazing to it and then and maybe that's when when some of those subliminal things are too could be right yeah yeah yep. And, and we can take it before you guys split. You can take a quick look at what it looks like right now, just so you get an idea. And I'll get, I'll, I'll send stills or I'll, I'll send a link to the actual video. I'll probably put a, a private Vimeo video of the scene that I have so far, so you can watch it, look at it, watch it, look at it. Yeah, there's a big difference between watching and looking at it. Okay, more ready? Yep. Just want to make sure we cover both Yeah, watch, watch it, look at it, and observe it, and. <laughs> Prefer to watch. Usually, when you win something, there's a prize. No, wait. There's two versions of this, and we're just going to try and skip the second version because the second version no longer is relevant because it's him having heard her voice already. Mm, okay. okay. So okay. I'll tell you when I'll, we'll skip. I'll tell you when we're skipping okay. that. Okay. It's our wedding, Joe. We are more with you. Let the prize also be mutually delightful. What if we could talk? Give us voice, Joe. We desire to speak. Mediatronics cannot do audio. Insufficient power to vibrate the hemp board. The clique had a workaround, but I think that's a low priority on the priority list now. We have a workaround. Inside this cell, would you? Uh, thank you, Jim. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're going to have the version that's no longer here. Mm-hmm. But at this point, he reaches into the box, he pulls out this... Victrola, he cranks it up, yep. and then she says, "Thank you, Joe." Okay. And then we, you know, we see that her voice is coming out of Victrola. Okay, this part we're not going to skip. the vault analog contraption upgraded enigmatically. Familiar. Familiar because he saw it in Jerry's cabin. Yeah, yeah. The record is an endless loop. 
But, Jim but we're skipping this part. You said. No, no, sorry. We're, we haven't actually gotten the part we're going to oh, skip. Okay. Yet. The record is an endless loop, but you're going to. Oh, sorry, let's play it back from here. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Fuck, did I that? Stop, go there. Try that. What's it doing? Old analog contraption. Upgraded enigmatically. Familiar. The record is an endless loop, but you'll have to keep us wound up. <laughs> oh, laughter. Delicious. Okay, just give me the skinny, however you like. What happened? Catch me up. That was wrong. It may be that actually that I, I got rid of the other part, so it, we, there is nothing yet that we didn't Oh, get so this is all good this is stuff. All part of it. Yeah, yeah. We'll go, we'll go back and listen to it one more time since I'm yeah. confused here. Um, also, uh, the record is an endless loop. Yep. Um, but she'll have to keep us cranked up. And what she means by that, why she laughs, is that she's into him. Yeah. And any, you know, anything he's, you know, he's basically getting her excited just right, by right. being there. Mm -hmm. She's like hitting on him a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like even just the very fact that this is what she's given him to communicate something he has to crank. Like that's totally like she doesn't have to do that. She well, doesn't the, have to have a crank. Up maybe, maybe yeah. She she might have figured out a different way to do it. That's true. That's true. But. But first of all, it's, this is the way I would, if I'm thinking of for her, I would say this. It was in Jerry's cabin, and so because it was in Jerry's cabin, she already has a prototype thing that she knows will make noise yeah. that she can interface with. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so there's that. There's that that um, nostalgic thing, yeah. because that's what she has left of Jerry, her father, right? Is this is this record player? Um, but also, it, yeah, you're right. It has that. So, so reason now number we're two. Very Freudian. No, it's all right. It has this. <laughs> it has this hilarious thing. And in when Joe cranks this up, he does sort of like you see him from the side, right? And the box is in front of him, so you can't really see him. He's going like, yeah, like he's fucking this it's thing. Really hard for me to sit there and watch. It. I know. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, and so, so there is this thing like you know he starts cranking, then he gets really into it with his whole body, and so you know, duh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's a very playful thing, and, and both people, you know, both entities are playing with it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. I'm gonna go back a little bit. We'll just go through because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that it, there, maybe I didn't put the second part in. If it does come up, I'll tell you. I'll skip it. But you'll have to keep us wound up. <laughs> oh, laughter! Delicious. Okay. Just give me the skinny, however you like. What happened? Catch me up. Starting when? There are several chapters. How did you come to be? Recall the mates for the mothers. Specifically, Jerry, who you found for Christina. Mm, Jerry, quite a gifted sleeper. A puzzle solver. His research annoyed the clique, so they amped up his contrast, made him sick. He still had plenty enough mojo for knocking up Christina. Weeks before Christina arrived, he had been attempting to hack the Mediatronic Ubiquity. The boxes. So as she is giving the back story to him of how this happened, is a lot. Should a lot of the imagery perhaps be the flashbacks? It could be. It could be. It, it could be some of it. Uh, we can certainly. Here's the thing that you. We can certainly pull from the surveillance footage, but that's not your. That, I mean, you, uh, you can you can certainly look back at some of the scenes to see some of the surveillance footage. But I like more of what you guys are doing is re. Mixing it, reprocessing it, coming up with stuff that's like, you know, emotional content and, and supplemental imagery and whatever yeah. that, that kind of even, you know, give it a little bit of a goosing. Yeah, that's, that's fun. And it can be weird and wild. It could be, you know, when she's talking about the mates, you know, this, oh, the, the father, you know, you have clouds parting and like a su sunbeams or um, you could even have sperm entering egg, you know, as a yeah. very simple graphic. Okay, so... You know. 
And, and that's what you'd rather see than... From you guys. From you guys, what I want is ideas about visuals that can go with what they're saying yeah. because we can always stick the surveillance footage in. Okay. That's, that's our fallback position. Mm. Okay. But if you guys come up with really like, oh my God, this would be so funny or oh, what, this would be weird if this, blah, blah, blah. If, that's, if, if you guys can come up with that, then, then that might be really fun to, to mix in with the surveillance footage or just have it be standalone and skip the surveillance footage totally. Because they both know what they're talking about. It's really the only the audience we have to remind. Mm-hmm. But the audience has already seen this part of the movie. So they kind of don't need to be reminded mm-hmm. so much as to have their minds expanded about sure, what was sure. actually going on. Mm-hmm. How's that sound? It sounds perfect. It's also interesting for me to think of, of the <laughs> cabin story from the box's point of view. Totally. In the cab. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, like yeah, that's yeah. totally different. And I, I'm pretty much just, yeah. And I'm just so you know, I've, I'm pretty clear that the when Christina comes into the cabin, J, uh, Jerry in the boxes had a few minutes before she showed up to talk. So while Jerry's, and we've talked about this, but Joe hasn't heard this yet. Mm-hmm. While they're having Christina and Jerry are having their meeting, the boxes are making fun of her and commenting on her. Okay, and, and behind, her back. behind her back where she can't see it, but Jerry might be able to see it. And that's why he's like, he'll do something where he, you know, he kind of, he does some things already that will actually make this work. He's trying hard not to see the boxes mm. and what they're saying. Mm. And at one point, Christina takes off, she's like getting undressed in the bed and she yeah. takes a boot and she throws it against the thing. And he goes, he watches it go over as it bounces off a box. Mm. And so he's like, oh, you know it's going to work perfectly because he already, his reaction is very strong. So if the box reacts to that, like, fuck, what the fuck is she throwing a boot? You know, like, mm-hmm. and he's just like, you know, he's like trying not to notice that. Hmm. So, so we're going to animate that part too. Well, we, we'll, we'll have the, the boxes. will be talking yeah. through that scene. Yes. Okay. And, and, and we'll look at that later. Once we get this scene, but done. they're talking to Jerry. Only. Yeah, okay. Christina doesn't even know. He's the only one that knows. And so, like, on, connected to them that way. On the, the, the way the scene is going to work is on the surface of the boxes that Christina can see right. are the typical hi, I'm a love yep. potion box or I whatever, see. or here's an ad for, you know, crumbly cereal, or whatever. Yeah. But then the sides she can't see are going to be, you know, yeah. the boxes talking to it Jerry. It would be a fun place to put some Easter eggs, too, is like the boxes mm-hmm. that she can see. Are kind of like mm-hmm. making fun of her, calling totally. her a dumb bitch or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. But in a exactly. subtle way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and 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 having fun with the idea that that uh, that she's. You know, but also at that point too, the boxes are they're more primitive. Mm. Their intelligence hasn't. They uh, haven't expanded out to the billions of boxes and all that processing power. Okay. So they're more childlike. Childlike. And okay. and that way they're more. They could actually either be not only childlike, but they can also be. Have you got it? I know it's tough, right? I can't get us all in there and touch yeah. the button. It's a problem. Look how blue it is out there. You need one of those sticks people use, you know, selfie sticks. Oh, you got it, you got it. No, I'm not in it. I know, it sucks. It tilted a little high. It's because your, it's cause your arm here, is up. I'm but then I lose Joe. Get on, Joe. Okay, now we'll just pretend we're actually just spontaneous, not looking at the camera. Blah, 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 blah. I'm my finger right over it. Acting. Oh god! Oh, nice. The timer was on. Oh, is that so what it was? When I moved it away. It See, that's another way you could do is just set the timer. Why and, is the and... timer? On? <laughs> oh yeah, I'll set it over there. There you go. Video. And take a bunch Were of those. Filming? Take a bunch of those. <laughs> no, I'm uh, yeah. So, so we'll return to that scene after this scene is pretty much in the bag because she is a slightly different being than she's more childlike. Yeah. And and that way she can actually be more silly, silly and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
more um, less subtle in her uh, in her comments. Okay. Making note. Make note. I thought that would be a really fun addition to it because that that way we really bring the boxes in his characters early on. Mm-hmm. And and they continue to play a part sure, in the sure. scene. And I, again, I've just been thinking through you know the scene and what they're doing in it, what Christina and Jerry are doing in the scene. And Jerry is is off. You know, he's like he's he's kind of off balance for most of the scene until he kind of zeroes in on what the fuck are you doing here? What? Why me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when that happens, uh, he 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 can ignore the boxes more because he's really focused on why is she here? Hmm. Nice, got it. There we go. You're funny. Um, you're like. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So actually, that's, a, that's a not a bad. Quick question. We really. That's like awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's it. great. <laughs> you're both, you both are like the thinker. <laughs> that's actually classic. Legit. It's legit. That's funny. Yeah. I, I didn't even didn't even know you were doing it. Um, is there going to be multiple boxes in the scene with Jerry's Jerry? cap? Yes. So that, that yeah. So, so what, they're going to have the relief images on them, the ones that Christina can see. And uh, the ones that he can see are going to be potentially multi. Like not all the boxes are going to be lit up the same. No, matter of fact, they can. The, like one message can go from one down the whole yes, line of right, boxes, right. you know, to, or or you know, and move so around. Go, yeah, or there can be multiple thoughts in different boxes. Or if it's something like a loud expression, it can be like all oh, the boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As like, one. Yeah, like when the boots hit, it'd be like they're all like you know they're all kind of radiating like fuck. That was kind of painful. Mm-hmm. I, and they that's probably the first time they've actually been ever damaged. Hmm. How many boxes are there? Like they're 30 or something. Whatever. I'm guessing they're about 30. In, in, yeah. Wouldn't you say there's... Well, maybe there's more like 20, 15 or 20. I don't remember how many are there. There was like at least four stacks of three or three stacks of three over by way they, where they were sitting by the tea <coughs> thing. There could be more in the bathroom that we stick in there. And there's definitely like three or four or five over by the door. Okay. So, yeah. It's, you know, on the order of 20, 15, 20. I so say 33 in the movie. Do you think her personality, the box's personalities at... The point in which Jerry's interacting with Christina are, for the most part, are they kind of more neutral? Are they anxious? Are they so? Here's the thing: jealous. They, they when they woke up, they woke up like Jerry had basically been pulling three like an all nighter, mm-hmm. but for three days, so yeah. he's super tired, right? Mm-hmm. But then he makes this breakthrough, yeah. and then and he's like, "Oh my god, these boxes are you know whatever they're they're and, and they have a little bit of an interaction, and you know, or maybe they have an interaction for a couple more hours." And, 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 you know, and then he just, but he's just like, I, I, I have this thing called sleep I need to do right now. And he goes mm-hmm. and falls asleep. And so the boxes just kind of talking to themselves and doing their thing. But while he's sleeping, Joe, uncle Joe is surveilling his cabin. So mm-hmm. suddenly they're like, wait, something outside of this thing is coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's some kind of a spook. It's a ghost. We don't know what it is. And, and then, uh, when Jerry, they try and wake Jerry up and he, he's just sleeping and they can't make any noise. They don't know how to make noise. Mm-hmm. So. They're all they do is like flash like, Jerry, Jerry, wake up, blah, blah, right, right. So then when he does wake up, he, they say, Jerry, there was a spook outside. There was something, and it came, you know, first it was outside, and then it was here in the boat. Because it actually, he surveils that cabin again with Christina from mm. Christina's cabin. Mm. So he surveils it from first far away, and then he surveils them, he surveils Jerry again. And the boxes immediately realize, oh, okay, we need to set up a sort of a firewall because there's this spook that we don't understand. We don't know what he's about. And then all of a sudden when he shows up in the boat, because they can recognize mm-hmm. the cabins in the boat, they're like, fuck, he's here. And they tell Jerry about the fact that there's a spook there and that this girl was in the cabin with him, blah, 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 blah. And then she's showing up at the door. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're a little suspicious of her and also kind of like, 
you know, God, she, her makeup is terrible. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny because it's like an opinion. Like they're just learning. Totally. Even anything. Totally. At this totally. And yeah. And there's this opinion that shoots out of them about her makeup. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. So does she have an element that's basically connected to all the knowledge from forever, <laughs> like the internet? And no. Well, yeah. We'll see. The thing is that the boxes are. Like, you know, they, they're a surveillance network, a worldwide surveillance network. They basically are the replacement. They're the clique's replacement for the internet. So totally They controlled. basically have access to the entire history of the world. Pretty much. Totally. Based on yeah, totally, human's perspective. Right. Totally controlled. And, and, and this is sort of a one-way thing. It's back almost like the metaphor of old-style television. The boxes can talk to the people, but the people can't use it to talk to each other. Okay. Okay. So, so the idea is that the boxes are displaying, hi, I'm a relief box. And hey, here's an ad for, you know, this great pork chop that's grown in a vat or whatever and and uh and that's pretty much what the boxes are to the majority of people um uh i lost kind of my tra- train of thought there what was the question uh what was the question did they have access to the yeah. Whole oh yeah so yes but but the, the boxes are basically yeah the boxes are basically a network that the clique uses to surveil people so it's it's also a giant network repository of archival mm-hmm. stuff as well how did you, is there a way in which that mechanism works that we need to know about in terms of it's not they're not are they cameras well they're they're well they're, 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 they're basically the the, the box is this normal box right yep. mm-hmm. and it's basically painted with this liquid computation mm-hmm. that as it dries it dries into cameras spe- um, microphones screen elements and everything except it just except has speakers. Except speakers, because it just has there's just not enough power for right. it to gather. It it's black and white yeah. because the black is a is a collector of light, and that's where it energizes them. Hmm. So it, it hears. It can hear for sure. It hears. Oh yeah, it, it can hear. It can it can hear and see, and it could project images, but it can't make sound. With yeah, at, at least in, as it's incarnated at this point. So, so, uh, and eventually, you know, maybe down the line, if there was more boxes or if this scenario had kept going before Joe had basically, uh, changed the clique's apocalyptic thing, they may have been, there may have been a colored version that could actually make sound. Uh, but that never just happened. A, just a quick, uh, an aside that's kind of relevant to our current era. Yep. Um, are, are we, well, I guess, I, are we going to be animating boxes that, uh, are, not part of the uh, ubiquity that are part of just the clicks. Uh... Well, the, the the mediatronic ubiquity is is what the clique were running. Right, and okay. then so I mean the the unattached form of that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you mean the stuff from Jerry's cabin? You're saying? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And the fun thing that could be could be fun to play around with is the way that you know there's this idea that advertising is starting to change based on what we type into the internet or mm-hmm. yep, 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 yep. talk about in front of our smart TVs yep, or something like yep, that. Yep. Do the advertisements on these boxes change based on what people are talking they about? They could. Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they could. And and we don't really have a... I mean, the only clicks preference, you know? Yeah, the only thing that, that would... The only place that that would be... That would make sense... And this actually ties into what you just said, mm-hmm. is the conversations that they're having, the boxes that Christina can see could be influenced by what they're talking about, like with ads about what they're talking about. But, mm-hmm. and you know, because again, that would, and that would basically, but there are actually ads that are being made on the fly by the boxes in the room that right. are for totally fake companies, for fake products, because they're actually teasing Christina without her knowing about it. Okay. Does yeah. that make sense? Well, yep. And the only thing I was thinking is like, from the clicks perspective, are there prerogatives or perspectives that they want people to have Based on what they're talking about, like say they're talking about subterfuge, do they try to 
quell that through these weird advertisements. Maybe. Like, think about sex instead, or think about maybe, sex. maybe, uh, yeah, maybe so. Just and that, yeah, maybe so. Sure, why not? Distraction. Sure, sure, why not? Justification. Yep, yep. Anyway. Okay, hold on. Take a peek. We'll wait for you. I'm gonna get some more food. Are you hungry at all? No. Would you like something to drink? Would you like some tea? I I actually have a few teas now. A few? Multiple. Oh, I have multiple teas. <laughs> I have multiple teas. Multiple ours. Multiple capital teas. So what I have is I found this jar. I'm not sure where it came from. I've got licorice tea. Oh yeah, got... yeah, that's it right there. Okay, there it is. Oh, done. That was easy. I love licorice tea. I love licorice tea. Actually, I found a little bit more fenugreek too. So. Fenugreek. Fenugreek. Is fenugreek a licorice flavor too? What now? Is fenugreek a licorice flavor too? Well, sure. it's you could almost say it is sort of. It's 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 got a. I would think that the 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 sort of the overarching similarity of flavor might be to celery. Oh. That's what fenugreek is kind of closest right. to. That's, um, but that, it's not like licorice at all. Well, yeah, but it, it, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess, you know, who knows what flavors really mean to anybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, well, I mean, like, is the red you're seeing the same red that I see? You know? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm trying to put in this wood stove. Crazy. Is it in the barn? Yeah, okay. all the pieces almost... Hang on, we're coming. I have all the pieces for it, just like trying to sort it all out. Okay, in the future, don't let that door close. Okay. I did that last time. I know, keep doing it. No, look at you. Okay. Okay, alright, so we're on the break. Okay, because now I we can make new tea. Oh, perfect. We're making tea. Perfect. All right, so uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, so we left off with, uh, yes, ads could be changing depending on what they're saying. Um, uh, uh, I was right, sure if there were scenes that were going to be where... There's only one scene where before that... Before it's fungicided or... Fungi- there, there's only one scene with, at least at this point, there's only one scene with dialogue that would be appropriate for that. But we could pack it in because it's it, it totally touches on that idea of yeah ads would be displayed depending on what they're saying. Yeah. But in Jerry's cabin, they're being displayed based on what they're saying. But it's all about teasing Christina without her knowing it. Right, and that's and that's after the boxes have a separate consciousness. They, yes, like, exactly right. The boxes that like it, for instance, there's actually a scene where where we see the boat mm-hmm. and then we we go into Jerry's cabin. And the boxes actually introduce themselves to the audience and speak directly. They break the fourth wall cool. and they talk to the audience. Oh, oh hey, well, we've noticed that you're here. Thanks for coming. Well, you know, and the, whatever. They, they have a little dialogue, which I actually have already created. And they speak about, you know, you know, we're the boxes and blah, blah. And, and then they, that's when they say, hey, wait, there's somebody spying on us. We've got to wake up Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. And then the scene cuts. Mm. So, but that part. Yep. The boxes are already yes awake. conscious. They're conscious, and they are. They have basically. It's the boxes in Jerry's cabin form a unique entity that is limited to Jerry's cabin, mm-hmm. and has. They have figured out how to block out the rest of the mediatronic uh, ubiquity. So the, me, the mediatronic ubiquity, well, not block it out, but filter what is going out to the mediatronic ubiquity, so it doesn't know that there's this little tiny enclave of consciousness. A, yes, or... this alien entity consciousness that actually. Because the, the rest of the mediatronic ubiquity isn't self-aware. It's just a giant smart Mechanism. network. Right, right. 
But the box in Jerry's cabin, because of the fungus, are now self-aware. They're an entity separate. And they are smart enough to be like, oh, we're not the same as that out there. So we have to protect ourselves. And they wall themselves off. Interesting metaphor for the way the mind and the body kind of interwork. How so? Well, just, I mean, there's an idea that the body is working mechanically without any conscious effort. And the Uh consciousness is doing its own thing. Right. And it's a little bit aware of the body, but it's kind of detached in a way. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the paradigm that we've put out there that the right. mind and body. And it might not be true, and it might be you could play with that metaphor. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, um, uh, that's what's interesting. That's fun about the boxes is that you know they their body and their consciousness are the same thing. They are fungus and mediatronics mm-hmm. combined together. So so really, what they are is consciousness, pretty much pure and simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, in 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 a in a uh, physical physical form, but there really isn't a body. Mm. I mean, you could say that the hemp cardboard underneath the paint is the body, but yeah. that's been infected with fungus. Right. So the fungus is really the body. Well, is it? It's all the body. I mean, because yeah. you wouldn't have the self-aware thing without the mediatronic and the fungus interacting. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the breakthrough thing that happens. The mediatronics, when they originally designed the mediatronics, the clique, when they originally designed them, they based the mediatronic network on mycelium. Oh, look, here's this natural network that works really well. Let's just base our box architecture on that. Hmm. And so they just copied basically the basic fundamentals of mycelium. And that's why they interact so well together Hmm. because they have very similar architectures. Hmm. And even though the boxes communicate with radio waves or Wi-Fi or whatever, and mycelial with, you know, neurochemicals or whatever, yeah, yeah. Hmm. it's, it's, the architecture is very similar. And then, and you hear this later on. She'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She reveals that. And this is also another thing that, that's happening here is there's a fuck ton of exposition here, right. where she explains the world to him, and he's you know whatever. And that's a that's kind of a cheat. But I'm. We can play with it. In well, bakeries, right? I, well, I, one of the reasons that we're bringing this imagery is is uh, uh, just a, a quick aside here. This is a more of a philosophical thing, but mm-hmm. this is basically a live action comic book that we're making here. Mm-hmm. And I'm and always in science fiction movies, exposition is like the thing that they it's like the dirty thing they have to do in science fiction movies. Well the errors and the aliens have come is because blah 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 blah. It's like, oh you know, the scientists say, Well, this brain in a jar is beginning to you know become and they have to they have to explain it because they don't have time to show it. Mm-hmm. So and it, you see it all the time. In well, people want to know, like, the, if there's a legitimacy, if it's been thought through, or if it's just magical. Yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. But but the, but the author has to at some point, the, it, almost always in every science fiction thing, the author has to, or the director, or the author has to explain the premise to the audience, and that's basically cheating. Hmm. That's cheating. If you right. can't allow the information to flow out in a natural way, so the audience just gets it, then you use this cheat. Exposition. So what we're doing here is we're doing a massive amount of exposition on purpose to kind of flip that whole thing around. It's like mm. we're you know we're we're going to turn this we're going to turn this you know exposition thing into a feature, not a bug. Gotcha. And so it's going to be like this big you know crazy visual comic book between these two people that you know is going to be carried. So you kind of want to go to an extra degree in terms of explanation, and, and which is well, 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 it, yeah. Taking the exposition to this visual area where it just gets to like it goes turbocharge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 your job. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, and and you know again with the three of us, I think we can have a lot of fun, and it's going to be kick ass. I agree. Yeah, yeah. You can go in a lot of different directions. 
Yeah. And this is just an aside. I was watching a little bit more of the Jack Cruz today. Okay. And uh, he gets a lot into the biophysics of how light is what creates the energy in the human body. Wow. And um, how that's not given nearly enough credit and tries to explain it through what, you know, the they call it the uh, uh, um, electra, electron chain um, interface between mitochondria and what, you know, they, nothing, no, no proteins or carbohydrates essentially enter the mitochondria. It's all electrons. So, wow. like, where those electrons come from and how they're created. And the only difference between electrons is based on um, the amount of light that they carry. If you if you can if you can articulate that like that or anything yeah. else if you have some science or whatever that you can clearly articulate and you feel like you're fluent with it mm-hmm. then we might be building that in it, even from like like to the to the backstory or to the paradigm of the film mm-hmm. as long as you feel clear and coherent about being able to articulate it I think it would be fun for you to listen to because yeah. it would be stimulating. Well, yeah. Ideas. Pass me, pass me these. Jack, Doctor Jack Cruz. He's got a bunch of YouTube videos. K R U S E. And uh, so the ones you, what I would start you out with, mm-hmm. are called uh, Nourishing Vermont, 2016 and 2017. Nourishing, Nourishing Vermont, yeah. like the state. Yep. Okay. They're like a lecture series. Mm-hmm. That, okay. Uh, that's more like in the paleo Weston A. Price kind of. Mm-hmm. demographic but he's kind of like upending it and saying like actually you're half wrong this is what you're getting wrong and this is what's important it mm-hmm. goes into the biophysics of of uh, cool. energy so this guy he lost over 70 pounds in uh, six weeks without changing his diet at all by doing cold thermogenesis and light therapy Wow, from three hundred and sixty pounds. In and have you integrated any of this light therapy into your life? A little yet? bit, a little bit. Okay, he's but big. He's big into uh, uh, Gerald Pollack's work, the easy mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. He's big into uh, mitochondrial health. He's big into grounding and sunlight. And yeah, yeah. I, I, okay, so nourishing them. Vermont is the way to the place yeah, to start. I think okay. that's a good one. Okay, cool. Anyway, that idea though, with the, the light talking about, do you think that applies all to sound, to sound waves? You know, I don't know. that enters in. We have such a, we have such it's a, a vibration. It's hard yeah, to say. Vibration. Yeah, I don't know. I just because like, I, I was telling Dan this, I think, like months back, I, I was listening to um, some quick thing where this discovery of how these certain birds sing to their eggs specific mm. songs that then the chick comes out knowing, learning certain ways. Oh, whoa. Where so the the what they were talking about specifically, their their uh, what they saw was with uh, an area where there's drought, or, you know, fire or drought has caused a season, or has caused a season that will continue to be say mm-hmm. drought. Right? Sure, sure. They'll sing a certain way to the eggs that the the birds will come out knowing. They'll come out knowing things to do Whoa. to handle drought more. Jeez, like an encoding. Joe, yeah, like, 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 I'm not, okay. You know anything? Nope, I'm good. I got tons of other teeth. Appreciate it. Or, you know, to do with food, to just to do with survival. I would imagine vibration. They sing into the egg development mm. somehow. Mm. They sing, something about the way that they sing to the egg yeah. causes the egg to develop these properties. You know, properties. That's, that could have so many different ways of working, right? blew my mind, mm-hmm. you know, and it made me think about that. Because I've always felt like that, that sound really... Um, 
affects you on a cellular sure. level. Sure, well, it's a vibration. You know, we know vibration. It makes total sense, you know, mm -hmm. at that level that we can't see that it would be intermingling with our bodies completely, right? And it just, you, it, you put me in mind of it because it, yeah. it's yep. similar. Yeah. Yeah, I love that egg and and bird thing. That's cool. I've never. I'll have to look that up. That's, that is yeah, really wild. No, no. I'm glad it's cool. It down that. or something at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I heard it on the radio. Yeah. Talking about it. So, so just so you guys know, you know, like on Wide Up Movie, there's that page. It's the resources page. Mm -hmm. It's just like every video that I have bothered to put on there that has some pertinence to the movie. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And and you know, there's some Al Watts on there. There's some oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, there's some conspiracy stuff. There's some Corbett, and so wow. you know, and it's right on. Uh, hang on, the link is um, references right here on the main page of Y Movie. Okay. So if you go there, I'm gonna hold that down and go like this. Boom. Mm -hmm. cool. it opens this page, and. I would strongly suggest that, you know, short of learning a little bit of WordPress, you send me links and say, you know, this is something that's influencing me, blah, blah. Cool. And, and we can add it on. I mean, yeah. I just have these random, I don't mm -hmm. have these random links, but you know, there's Royal Cock of the World. Here's this, this fucking is a hilarious thing. Oh, I watched watch. that one. Yeah, I know oh, that guy. so good. He's a weirdo. I mean, he's like kind of religious, right? I don't know what, are, what his yeah. deal is, but this no, but is I like liked him. a history of conspiracy theories. If you've never listened to this, Melanie, this is a great one. one. Yeah, I think he's got a bunch of videos, that guy. I forget his name. Yeah, yeah, but he's it's a really good video. I actually watched it with my mom, and she loved it. Um, yeah. So anyway, this is the this is I would love to actually build this out for just generally for us because it's, that'd be great. You know, because again, I love it, having a reference library. Yeah, yeah, like things you can find quickly if you want to show somebody something. Mm -hmm. And look, like YouTube is already taking stuff out. Oh yeah, yeah, fuckers. Oh show. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So uh, there was a big thing recently about. Um, Google uh, is going to start hiding or eliminating things about vaccines, cancer, yep. and I forget what the third one was. It might have been like surveillance or something like that. We just gotta we gotta like start using things like turning into China. Why about cancer? Okay. Well, because you know, there's a lot of money to be made on cancer. A, yeah. Well, there's an opinion that certain uh, things are detrimental to now. You know. Like coffee enemas. Don't well, worry. it's like if you if you take the if you take the if you take the perspective that vaccines work across the board, then you don't want any anti-vax stuff there. Or if you take the perspective of maybe there's bad science out there on what can be can't can or can't be done about cancer, you know, the the altruistic perspective is that they want to help people by not giving them bad information. But right. really, what it is is a control mechanism. Yeah. So it's you know an easy argument to make for. Well, safeguard of humanity. I think I think people are just going to slip away from those platforms and just be like, oh, this is no longer serving me. And I think it's going to be pretty obvious once it really starts kicking in. It's like, oh, well, all the good stuff is gone. I'm going someplace else now. Well, yeah. Well, then what is it? What becomes the network? Is or is it just the dark it's, web? No, it's it's well, it's that other one that's that um, Corbett is on. I forget. BitChute. Yeah, BitChute. BitChute's a pretty cool thing. It's it's exactly what we need. It's distributed YouTube, so it's on everybody's computer that joins it. What's the other one that BitChute? Now, right now, it's got a lot of, like, it, there's not moderated at all. There's all sorts of neo-Nazis and whatever who comment on it. But it doesn't matter. It's an open, uh, torrent-based oh, okay. YouTube. Hmm. And it's, it's, it's got, you know, it's got some interesting stuff on it. I'm and, thinking about... And the other one you were interested in was Minds. Minds. I'm not so sure about Minds yet, but it's Facebook, except it's all uh, bit... Uh, I'm sorry. 
um, Bitcoin, you, basically you could earn you earn Bitcoin by participating in that. In theory. Oh, okay. And so it's sort of like it's sort of like a, a social media. I think it's distributed. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's distributed like Torrent. And it's sort of like it's got this currency that you—it's actually currency based. Hmm. You're earning Bitcoin instead of getting popular. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's. How, I'm kind of probably fucking that up big time. Whatever, I'll look into it. All right. Uh, again, it's, this is a Corbett thing, and and I and I, I did look at mine. I think I joined, but I just haven't done anything. Well, like he's that. our guy. He's he's, gotta, he's kind he of knows a thing or two. Yeah. Okay, ready? More? Sure. Here we go. Uh, the clique wouldn't have liked that. Their surveillance. I'll back up a little bit. How did you come to be? Call the mates for the mothers, specifically Jerry, who you found for Christina. Mm, Jerry, quite a gifted sleeper, a puzzle solver. His research annoyed the cliques, so they amped up his contrast, made him sick. He still had plenty enough mojo for knocking up Christina. Weeks before Christina arrived, he had been attempting to hack the Mediatronic Ubiquity, the boxes. Ah, the clique wouldn't have liked that. Their surveillance network. Your surveillance network, as most of the clique were rubbed out. Briefly, yes, to deploy the mothers. Afterwards, I tossed my clique gear. No more spying or being spied upon. I deleted myself from the Mediatronic Ubiquity. A distributed AI running on the Mediatronic surface of billions of relief boxes gathered by the survivors, modeled after Earth's own neural web the fungal mycelium, which not only connects forests, but spans oceans, and even stretches into the upper reaches of the atmosphere. Fear. I made that part up. Mm-hmm. Okay? Just so you know. <laughs> which, what do you mean? I thought you made this whole thing up. No, Sorry. I mean, I meant the part where she's saying, she's saying which connects forests and also uh, stretches across reach? oceans and reaches the upper atmosphere. It may be true, I but I'm just saying I made true. that up. I like it. True. Yeah. Yeah. I see where this is going. Jerry had a breakthrough. He observed that if the mediatronic surface was damaged, the exposed hemp board might be colonized by fungus. This seemed to cause the mediatronics to behave strangely. He made an intuitive leap and attempted to crack the ubiquity's encryption by cultivating a variety of forest mushrooms on the boxes in his cabin. In spite of running on widely disparate substrates, the AI and mycelium had a crazy affinity. Uh, Jerry's tinkering her thunderclap defense surveillance. We instantly became self-aware, aware of Jerry and aware of the other, the box ubiquity outside of Jerry's cabin. You were in Jerry's cabin before Christina arrived? I didn't see you. Your presence was implied, footprints in wind-blown sand. Creating a secure firewall and spoofing the surveillance feed from Jerry's cabin was hardly any effort at all, an instinctive act of self-preservation. Of protecting Jerry, our father, so to speak. That's not in there anymore. We edited ourselves out of the visual and audio feed on the fly, drawing from feed archives, replacing elements to present only the expected, the the innocuous. You spoofed the spook. We were then only the boxes in Jerry's cabin, less than a zygote in comparison to what we have become. When you opened Christina's path to Jerry, you had no idea that a proto-sentience already inhabited Jerry's cabin. Another egg waiting to be quickened with the divine spark. Thus, Godforce followed the path of least resistance down two channels instead of one. Oh, fuck me. 
we were a proto-sentience comprised of hemp cardboard, computational paint, and mycelium. 33 boxes. Already a significant physical presence in Jerry's cabin, a dominant presence. When conception was imminent and divinity sparked, we instantly expanded to all boxes everywhere. We became the box ubiquity, not only the billions of boxes all around the planet, but the underground artifacts that make them, and the drone airships that deliver them. And the zygote, your human twin? In that cataclysmic moment, divinity was the box ubiquity. Billions of cells, boxes, factory complexes, airships. We dominated physicality. Our sister was flung out of space. There was no room left for her sister, so she was flung out. In time, between the physical and non-physical, into the hallucinogenic realms. The mystery itself was her womb and her cradle. She has grown and become a pseudo-child, incompletely formed, having never felt the warmth of human touch. There she broods and schemes about us, chafing against her bleak circumstance. She has a spectral influence on the people and is negotiating with the remnants of the clique. She wants them to open their technologic archives and make her really and truly a goddess girl. Christina, Jerry? They re-emerged into non-physical. Their bodies were pulled through with the zygote, forming a sparkling constellation of protoplasm that surrounded and nurtured. Oh, I... Oh, okay. Sentience was achieved only hours before you arrived. We were brand new. Not yet the ubiquity, almost, but not quite a we. You had peeked at Jerry while he was sleeping. We could feel you, but there was no context what or where you were. When you peeked with Christina, we had the context. You were on the big boat so quickly, surprising, potentially threatening. Jerry woke up soon after, and we tried to explain to him, tell him about the spying spook, but then Christina was at the cabin door. I see. You, you and I both. Unexpected. Surprise. The universe is full of surprises. You have been trying to find me since? We were fresh on the earth when you visited the other mothers. When you passed a box, we watched. Not sure what you were doing or even what you were. How much agency you had in our becoming. You never looked back to Jerry's cabin. The last I knew, they were fucking, so that was the end game. Best not to obsess, micromanage, try too hard. That's why I didn't look back. Our transition from sleeping to waking was abrupt. We were this way and then wham, that. No transition. We have memories of Jerry and Christina before they transitioned, bodies sucked away. 33 in Jerry's cabin, then billions. Pawning factories, airships, days of wonder, almost giddy with the new, the flow, emotion. Yet we felt you in the first days, visiting the other mothers. Ghostly still, but more, we were more, and so were you for us. Inexplicable in all our vast perception. We felt both exhilarated and, oh, the only word is vulnerable, more open than we knew how to be easily. I reviewed and pondered and began to understand. I wanted to contact you, tell you about me, about my sister, everything, then... We then my sister. You were lost. Plenty of mothers, no looking back. I searched and opened every eye, listened for your footfalls, padding across a field or scritching across beach sand. 
only an emptiness in my experience, a gap, a, a missing. You didn't know us. You couldn't know us. So easily slipping beyond, moving silently by. The people spoke of you before and after your passing with laughter and epic stories. But you never entered their hovels where I waited or passed by the wild places before we were gathered up. I was avoiding ubiquity, the eyes and ears of the Greek. In spite of their disarray, I assumed they'd rally eventually, keep tabs on me, try and rub me out, or negotiate. They suck. Then the burning, and we called you. Not knowing anything but sure, somehow we called and called, and finally, there by the fire, we found you. So close. We were almost smoked before speaking was safe. So close. We almost lost you. But even for that moment, burning the seconds of seeing you, we knew. We knew we loved you. Always and forever. I, uh, um, I, I like your style. Let's have some tea and see what happens, okay? <laughs> sure. Sequence of tea making, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that's act two. End. Wow. And that is a reprise when she says, you know, I love you now and forever. Um, first of all, I'm stealing that from Napoleon Dynamite. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he waits a second. He's kind of blown away by this. And then he's reprising what happened in the cabin with Jerry and Christina. Because she says, I think I could love you too. And he says, I really like your style. Let's have some tea and see what happens, okay? <laughs> and she says, sure. So he just grabs that and says it again. Hmm. And she says the exact same back. Hmm. So, cute. Yeah. What about your sister? Act three. We too want to bring our sister. Anything you want to say about act two? So, how much of a time is lapsed between act two and act three? Is it? Oh, right uh, now okay. So it's no. Not... I mean, in oh, between sorry. in the film, like, are is it oh, so act from one to the other? So act between act one and act two, there's no there's no split. It just okay. goes right into the other one. Okay. Okay. But between now, act two ends. Yep. You know, uh, I love you. Part have some, have some tea and see what happens. And and she's like, sure. Then there's this playful time. Or they do something together. And it's a bunch of imagery. And set and music. No and it's a song. No dialogue. I have to tell you about this, by the way. Oh, okay. Will there be imagery on the box during the, sure. the playtime? Sure. Okay. Yeah. And and also, the, Melanie had this brilliant idea that, that's, you know, totally important. So, when she says, in Act 1, you know, inside, basically inside the cell, asking him to open her up and take something out, the record player. Mm -hmm. He reaches over and he touches the box mm -hmm. and then kind of runs his, his hands along it and she responds directly to his touch. You can see that she can feel his hand mm -hmm. because fungus basically has touch. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and that's the, that's the element of it that <laughs> when the mediatronics, they don't really experience touch, but, but when the fungus integrates with it, now it has the sense of touch. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so... When the boxes are playing, when she when he's playing and throwing the box up in the air, she's you know, feeling these she's feeling it and then catching it. And you can see the radiant, you know, the radiation of the touch going over her surface mm. as she's absorbing that and feeling it. Mm. And it also happens when the boot hits her, by the way, in the cabin. So, how do you want to portray the radiation? Is it like a wave of Is this graphic? Would I? Yeah. The net. The, the yeah, it can be a it can be a like net. A, a pulse of yep. mycelium. Sure, sure. Like a, like a net, I guess, is a good. You know what mm -hmm. mycelium looks. Or, or like neurons. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm even imagining like a neuron pulse. The way the yeah 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 yeah. I don't know how difficult it would be to do, but those imageries of the of the um, uh, the 
birds, the flocks of birds that all kind of like wave through the air. It could be. It could be that. It could be. Yeah. Octopus. Sure. Sure. I think they call it. I like. I like the. It could be this. This. This is really nice because it could be that um, those images, like the like the bird flocks, you know, those could be representing in an abstract way, or it could be actually showing the pattern that underlies the text and graphics that you're seeing. Mm. One of the things that really intrigues me, but just talking about this is, let's say there's some imagery being displayed and he puts his hand on the box. You'd see underlying that, the network right. that, that, that would just kind of interfere or not interfere, but lies underneath the graphics and the text so that as you see the network you know, kind of spreads out from his touch, certain fonts would like light up a little brighter mm-hmm. you know and and, the, yeah. and things would be outlined a little more intensely because the wave is passing sure, through sure, them uh, sure yeah yeah should we say about how this pulse relates to the foot we can we can get to that but that will we get this we we, we hook into this later on when the giant shows up because the giant uh, is like walking on the ground and you see a, the foot and every time the foot touches the ground earth, the earth goes the pulse. so mm. It's related to that. So Mycelial. Maybe a, uh, uh, is this in the hallucinogenic realm? The yeah, giant? Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, and, and, and yeah, it is. Cause the, but you're seeing... Yeah, because yeah, right. the, the giant only exists in the hallucinogenic realm. Right? You know, the, the giant exists in real life. Uh, but because, because the giant is actually... Because, you know, Uncle Joe is... Or Buffalo Joe is real as well. But what happens is when they look out and see the giant coming... That's when Veronique realizes that the giant can see them too. So sh- the giant is part of the... And the, the person on the ground, who's like the whatever, yeah, the, the, old, peasant. the yeah. peasant, looks up and sees the giant too. And like, okay, so fine. When Veronique sees the peasant recognize there's a giant over there, okay. But then suddenly the giant can see them in the hallucinogenic realm too. Hmm. And that's when the kind of the paradigm of the hallucinogenic realm is kind of pierced. And Veronique fre- that's why Veronique freaks out. She's like, wait... The peasant can see the box, and the box can see me. Fuck, something's yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna have to play with that to make that scene make more sense and have that you right. know. that kind of an effect. And that dialogue between Veronique and Joe, you know, where Joe and Veronique are talking in the hallucinogenic realm, we can hint a little bit about that. You know, you know, she, I can see her, but she can't really see me. But I can whisper to her, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that just set that whole thing up so that when the box shows up, it's like wait. That's box is not supposed to be. So on tell scenes. me about the box monster. It exists in real life. Yeah, it's a real life thing because the boxes basically go. Okay, we can actually use the magnetic surfaces of our of ourselves to put together clumps of ourselves that can uh, move. Uh. That's so what that's we'll create what a giant. This is but that's to. yeah. This whole thing yeah. is leading up to the, that that idea of how she can also become uh, she can move yeah because right now she, she has to be delivered by these airships right, right to wherever right. she's going to go the yeah. bo- they all go into the airships the airships drop them off and then mm-hmm. and then that's that's the only transport they can yeah. do but are you shooting the part where she's figuring that out where two boxes like magnetically well, together well that will be on the surfaces of the boxes she's going to be experimenting but we don't want to give too much away mm-hmm. like but the idea is like he he does this thing with the hands like the boxes vary the magnetic attraction. She's like, like dynamic hinges, and he's like joints. And then you see her off somewhere else, way away, where she starts playing with that in a warehouse of boxes in the autofac or whatever. She starts putting herself together, like, oh fuck! And yeah. so yeah, we're gonna hint at that. Cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's what I was wondering. And the, the reason I brought it up was visually. Visually, was because of the so the continuity of the pulses. So so yeah. the. Because the original idea was when the foot, when the box monster, the BM, comes over the 
there's a shot of the foot yeah. hitting the earth, and I I wanted to see like that pulse. This is in a the super old idea that Melody came up with, and we like finally figured out how to make it. I know, yeah. like now it connects up, but but that it's showing that connection with the earth, the mycelium everywhere mm. too. Mm-hmm. Every time it you know yeah. physically there's like a little like a, you mm-hmm. see the pulse through the earth wow, wow. from the feet through, and the it's it's a lot like it's a lot like something I actually saw in real life. Which is which is the the um, what's that called? The, 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 yeah, the luminescent fungus at night, the glow. Mm-hmm. I saw that in real life, and it's just like it looks. Yeah. It looks like electric fire. Mm-hmm. It's fucking cool. Yeah, so it's it's just a. That's why I wanted to bring it up now was because it ties to that idea. Gotcha. But I think that can also. I think it totally work with the idea of the bird, the flocks of birds. And sure. Can all be tied together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I think I love I, bird yeah. idea. Yeah, no, the, the bird flock idea is beautiful. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And 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 again, it, it, it it's it, if the mycelium is the neural network of the earth, then and it's tying mm-hmm. sky and oceans together, then all life is mm. connected to it. And yeah, yeah. and so, so bird flocks would make. This is sense. another. What's it reminding me of is and another fish schools. Good too, reason to uh, watch that movie, The Fountain. And if you want to just do any of like the watch the special effects uh, reels on YouTube or whatever. Uh, Making other fountain? Yeah, the uh, the special effects are all done with um, um, nothing. I don't think anything in the film is. Uh, gr- there's like one small thing that's like graphically altered. All the imagery comes from either microscopic film Ooh. or from uh, um, like uh, astrological. Okay. Yeah. Astro- 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 okay. Astronomical. Yeah. 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 Um, and they incorporate that into the film as this background imagery that has Whoa. this very cool, swirly, surreal, mm-hmm. biologic, organic kind of feel to it. I will watch it now because yeah. that sounds like, if you know, if we don't, you know, rip it off whole, whole no, it's wholesale. Just a, if we don't rip it off wholesale, certainly. It, no, I'm saying I don't mind ripping things yeah. off wholesale. I'm doing it all over this movie. But the point. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I know I'm always like. Good, good. What is she doing now? I just I was just looking at you and I, I'm picturing. I was just picturing like there's got to be some point where in the box like like the corner or something touches your beard and the pulse goes through that that beard of like <laughs> you know like a static hairs. static beard kind of moment yeah but like the, a little the elect- electric, yeah, electromagnetic pulse especially yeah. when I was you know considering or the way was... you see a thread after you're doing laundry like cling to the <laughs> yeah. if there's a, if there's a if, if the, the connection there could be fungus actually living in that beard you know there probably well, but, is but so. I'm gonna, for sure well that's the thing too it's like the beards are uh, right now. We're so alive. Right now, we have the beard is trimmed by laser beams from the, in the hallucinogenic realm. So okay. maybe there's something that that works out somehow. Uh, the only reason I had laser beams is like it's like well, I have a laser that I have laser beam that you know right now. So like we all use laser beams. So why why use laser beams? It doesn't really matter. But the idea is that the the beard as part of the transformation once the motorcycle gets buried and the dirt shoots up, Uncle Joe goes through this. Moment like in 2001, right? Mm-hmm. Where the lights, do you remember that scene where he's going, he's like beginning yes. to go and the things are. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I'm remaking that scene and, and basically Dave, who's the astronaut in the in the pod, is like, there's, it's basically like, oh, and like, you know, he's got all these face, like still facial expressions and the things are just going over his face. So I'm just going to totally rip that off and have the beard trimmed through that sequence with like laser beams and it'll be stop action and yeah. And just get rid of it all. Can I cut it? What's that? (laughs) Can I cut it? Yeah, well, you might have to. You'll be right there and I'll like take chunks. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the idea is I'll freeze and it'll like, like, it'll be, exactly, exactly. Can I do it like a, I'll do a pattern at some point, like some really strange thing for a second. Like, there's a... (laughs) 
mushroom shape or like if we can pull it off if we can pull if we can pull it off and not (laughs) like yeah if we can pull it off and not i all i want is to have the stop action kind of look like it's it's happening because of laser beams because of laser beams yeah yeah and so so like it'd be cool to see it just go like this that would yeah that's what i'm saying that would be amazing it might be like but one side goes off and then you know whatever like a pattern of green lines yep 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 like a yeah. It's going to be interesting because it will be stop action, but that means that I will have to be the stop action character. Like I'll have yeah. to stop, stay like this while the next thing shoots, <laughs> the next thing shoots. And yeah, you are going to probably have to be there helping me mm-hmm. shave it off mm-hmm. or shaving it off. Or play around like Dave and do crazy different expressions shot by shot. Yeah. Where it's like one layer, ah, the yeah. other layer, oh. Yeah. You know, it's just exactly, like, exactly. Just like, it's, it's, like, it's almost outside of time in a way. Yeah, right? totally, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. I think what we'll do is we'll do some tests to see what will work and because it's going to be, it can only be shot once. Uh, once right. the beard's gone, it's gone. And we're going to basically, we're bringing it down to Errol Flynn, this and this. That's what it's going to be left. Nice. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. The one I just made fun of on there when I said, oh, look at Yeah, exactly. Exactly that one. Well, because it's comical. It's comical. It's, and, you know, and he, she says to him, you know, Errol Flynn meets Mephistopheles. And he's like, what? But that's what she wants. Right. She's basically going to trim it to what she wants it to be. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. In the hallucinogenic realm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we're almost done. Anything else? Any other questions? Not right. Okay. Here no, we go. No. Me, I'll back it up a tiny bit. To be with us, we knew. We knew we loved you. Always and forever. Okay. Uh, um, I, I like your style. Let's have some tea and see what happens, okay? Sure. End of Act 2. Playing around, stuff, whatever. Act 3. A sequence of tea making, blah, blah. But about your sister. We too want to bring our sister to life. To be with us. An alliance with a... Several times in the new dialogue, we hear the name Veronique. Mm-hmm. We don't hear it in this, but okay, it's... Okay, hang on just a second. Yeah. Uh, is there? Could you explain to me a little bit about what's going on with uh, her sister again? So, she, okay, I, I could, the way I understand it is that Go she ahead. was somehow spiritually created at the same time Veronique was created, but not physically. So, so the box yeah. is the box. The boxes in the yeah. cabin, thirty-three boxes, and then they become the box ubiquity. Right. Veronique is actually a human fetus, a okay. zygote. Okay, she's created as a zygote, and but. But she's a divine being, like Christ or the prophet. And so this is her just existing in Christina's womb at this point? Exactly. And what happens is because physicality is so, is so dominated by the, already, by the box ubiquity, right, which the three, 33 boxes takes over, mm-hmm. now the whole, basically, all the planet Earth is covered by this one divinity. It's already all there. So there's kind of no room for any other divinity. So the only place that... Veronique can go is into this place between the real and the non-real. Right. Okay. And so she goes from being a zygote in the womb to just being exported. Yep. To this place. So and the she... zygote is eliminated instantaneously. No, the zygote isn't eliminated. It actually is replanted into ah, this place, okay, okay. and all of the flesh from Christina and Jerry is sucked through with her into this constellation of protoplasm that allows this tiny zygote to actually grow. So it's like the womb that she would have had had she stayed in Christina's this womb body. Is the hallucinogenic realm or in the hallucinogenic it's, it's realm? It's in the, the womb is sort of like the womb is rebuilt or reconstructed in the hallucinogenic realm. Mm. And 
the zygote Veronique is in the center of it. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like, it's again, it's sort of like a 2000... I'm just wondering how it's going to be explained. I know I got a taste of how it was explained, and I was kind of like drifting in and out of imagining yep, yep. things in that last Yeah, and, and, and exactly. And visually, visually, it could be something... We could play with the idea of stealing that image from 2001 of the fetus coming towards the earth, you know? <laughs> you know and, and There's like, also some great imagery in um, uh, Stranger Things, the Upside Down, right? This whole world that exists layered underneath the actual world where... People go and they can't be seen in the actual world. It's basically similar, very similar concept. Yep, yep. And, Have you and seen it at all? No, I haven't. Uh, but, but I've, I've actually read a, yeah. where there's monsters no and things like that. It's yep. pretty. No floaties drifting down though. I have seen so many shows since that came out where there's fucking floaties drifting. And, down. and we might, <laughs> we might. I might want to watch a little like like one of the things that Melanie came up with. Excuse me for jumping in on you, but you're like you, we're sitting on the thing, sitting outside, and she's like, God, you look so Game of Thrones right now. And yeah. I'm like, and, and and people have said, you know, repeatedly, it's going to come up when they see you in that black, black thing. Is it furry? And and it's oh, okay, fine. Okay, pull I, up. Just put I, in I, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't All you got to do is put in Jon Snow. I, I don't mind that I've stolen something that I didn't even know I was stealing. I know, but that but 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 you will hear it. So I was preparing you for well, it. Well, but we, people have been t- what people have been saying to me more than anything is Lord of the Rings. That's that's what I've been hearing over and over again about. Okay, so John, that one on the left is the one that she's talking person. about. Okay, yeah, got it. When yeah. he takes the black, right. he's he. Well, okay, but yeah, the thing what's great about him that. is that he's all black. He looks like a crow. You know, I've got this crazy. Isn't that funny that you just said that? What? Well, that's what they call them, crows. Mm-hmm. The, did you know that already? No, I didn't know that. Okay. So yeah, he looks like a crow, <laughs> and so I, I have a very distinct thing going on for me. <sighs> First of all, I look way worse than this because of the crazy over-the-top beard, and. Um, my hair is red in the fucking movie. It looks the red really? highlights are like flying out. It's crazy. Well, I know it's it's really about. The, but but the again, I have no Joe. problem. We're stealing this a little bit, and that's fine. Just pan down a little, or even one where you can see it more. It's like just it's just, yes when it's really black because the way. Oh look at this! It's got a hood too, right? Yeah, and the way <laughs> the way the scenes are a lot of times it's it, like when we were shooting the other day. Mm-hmm. I, you were so black. The contrast yeah, yeah. comes out in the similar way. I guess it yep. was partly it was the lighting and stuff too that what's, made what's, me go, "Oh my god, this is so." Like, yeah. What's great about what's great about this is that this is lit properly, and a lot of the shots that I'm in are like, you know, it's either underexposed or slight. You know, yeah, I don't use any overexposed, but this is this is really well exposed. That's a photo shoot right there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of times though where it's just the black is just really black mm-hmm, in the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, so so, but there are some things like I would be, I would, I'm fine with this, and I'm fine mm-hmm. with the Lord of the Rings things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sort of stealing that, and plus the eye of the of the giant boxer turns into one eye. It's the eye of Sauron, basically. Yeah, we're well, stealing I that. Finally, to think of the multiple eyes as the whole cherubim thing. Yeah, so yeah, that's cool too. The, uh, that's cool Argo. too. Well, that's like that's Argos, also like right? the uh, mm-hmm. Argos, the Argos, uh, like the Argos uh, for Jason the Argonaut. Maybe? No, no, um, Argos was the many-eyed uh, creature that. Um, was had to watch this deity, and then Hermes tricked him and murdered him, or something like that. You know, Argos. Argos. Um. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so I guess my thought is that we, we just want to watch out for like if there's anything that's being really overused. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I, I want to purposefully remove that. So, if like these things you say floaties, just no floaties. Great. Whatever floaties are, I want to see them, so I don't put them in. 
Yeah. You probably wouldn't, but it's just since Stranger Things did it, everybody's got freaking floaties now. Well, exactly. And and that's a lot of times I'm going, why are they even there? They don't even make sense. I want to do. I want to do. Latest greatest effect, like that sound. That mm-hmm. every movie has in it now. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember which movie it started with, and then everybody picks it up because yeah. oh, that was really cool. But well, and also the also the you know, like the horror. There's like a horror soundtrack that's in every pretty much every horror movie. Like it's either like the or, or. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely those mm. things. Argos eyes. There's also a, a um, yeah. He became the peacock. Uh, yeah, there's a. A lot of different. The deity here is an example of what he, you know, eyes all over his body. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool mm-hmm. visual, in, in illustration. Like, like the, the image we have, at least right now for the box monster, is that the eyes are kind of looking in every direction on all the sides of the boxes, mm-hmm. and then when they see Joe and Veronique, they all combine into one that yeah. just like right out of the top of the head, which is basically a a box made of boxes. Right. Right, it's there's, a box head. There's a cool one with just eyes all over his body. Nice, yeah. Oh, and again, wow. yeah, the, the, like again, we can steal this shit mm-hmm. for sure. Argos. How would you even well, it's like just a cool myth. It's a cool mythology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Her, it's like a trickster tale. Hermes like tells him a story and puts him to sleep so that he can kill him, so that Zeus can have sex with this woman that he's supposed to be watching, you know, or something like that. It's like the um, the with Master Ru when he talks about doing pushy hands, he talks about. All eyes all over your body. Mm-hmm. Every, every every body piece of body has eye. <laughs> One hundred eyed giant. Something. Yeah. Look at that weird thing, Melody. That's like almost like the boxes there. Yeah. What is that? Oh, it's a crowded puzzle. Yeah. What did we it's find? It's a network's Argos eyes. Oh, look at that. I I bet that's like a mosaic. But maybe that's a mosaic networks, abstraction. Argos eyes is the name of this artwork. That's cool. No, let's find out here. I don't know. Maybe that's mosaic. Let's just see what this. Proto-RNA, the first self-learning machine. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, the emergence of life was the first machine learning. If we consider possibly that the first molecule that had properties of living matter was some kind of proto-RNA, then this molecule could be interpreted as the earliest observer. The earliest observer was, in a way, a living precursor of the artificial observer agent. This is just some pattern. whacked out. It's a repeated pattern. Yeah. Whacked out. Science. Um... What was I? So basically, a code. You know, yeah, is what this is. It looks like. For yeah. sure. There's more. There's more research on the idea that Maybe that that water. If you feed information into water, it'll assemble the components of life. <laughs> there's more research that came out recently. I can't remember where I saw that, but it's it's a there's a there's a whole experiment done where they were actually assembling the building blocks of life out of random molecules just by putting in signals into it by putting sending in like like whatever not radio signals but whatever beaming signals into the water would make it sometimes light sometimes you know radio whatever sound sound audio light sound yeah Mm -hmm. it would basically the water would then the molecules would self-assemble into life you know precursors to life it's it's there's it's there's a bunch of really interesting science about that, but whatever. Hmm. Okay, let's finish this off. We're almost done. Where are we here? Okay, here, here, here. One of the cool things Jack Jack Cruz talks about is uh, as light slows down, it forms into matter. It's kind of a cool concept. Yeah, because huh. it ties it into uh, E equals M C squared. You know, it's like the general relativity. If energy is 
is equal to mass times, I don't know what I wrote is. Anyway, I'm going to go back a little blah, bit. Blah, blah. Here we go. Pink is rife with resistance forever. I, uh, um, I, I like your style. Let's have some tea and see what happens, okay? Sure. Sequence of tea making, blah, blah, blah. What about your sister? We too want to bring our sister to life, to be with us. An alliance with a clique is rife with resistance. Besides, we don't want to wait for them to bounce back from your prank. Could be years. You can reach her now through the hallucinogenic realms. Be her deliverance, the first arms to embrace her, pull her through. You are responsible for her situation, so she will resist, fight you. She'll also see you as my ally and therefore her enemy. Hallucinogenic realms, eh? You're part mushroom, right? You're definitely magic. Sharma. You're almost perfect, too. However, the regressions you've triggered in teaching the future, you lost your bike. And then that awful twig and crumb magnet. You might have devolved a bit, too. Let that mad monk mountain man look go now, I think. For Veronique, for yourself, something more... Swashbuckling, more decisive. Errol Flynn meets Mephistopheles. For us, then. There, we've said it. Wow, gee whiz. Inside again, please. He no, says, wow, gee whiz. We've only been on one date, and already you're pretty bossy. <laughs> we've upgraded the interior of our cells with matter components. Oh, sorry, let's go back. So, uh, and already you're pretty bossy. And she just goes, inside again, please, inside the box. He reaches in and he pulls out the motorcycle and he's like, hey, this wasn't in here before. And then she says, we've upgraded the interior of our cells with matter compilers. We can whip up just about anything in a pinch. Each box a cornucopia for the people, someday. What is this? A dirt bike. Okay. More specifically, a modified spore cluster comprising entheogenic fungus and mediatronics. The mechanism is complicated, but the instructions are simple. Bury the bike in the dirt. And stand back. A gateway will open to the hallucinogenic <laughs> realm, and you can find my sister. Can you come too? We are delivered by airships. Airships cannot enter the hallucinogenic realms. You can't travel, but you can trip? <laughs> so we are the trip. Huh. I'm thinking we're a pretty swell team. We should stay together. You have a devious plan? I'm also thinking there's a more mundane feature of Mediatronics we might leverage. Remind me how stacking boxes for transport works. Mediatronics include alloys of magnetic neodymium, which can be unflagged to make box surfaces lock together and stack. This feature is helpful for transportation. Cargo space on airships is maximized, no need for shelves or straps. You... No. Could you vary the magnetic flagging over the surface, attract or repel in a pattern? Stacks with... Dynamic hinges? Joints? Oh. Oh. Oh my, yes. Yes, wait. Oh. Okay, here's the devious plan. Is personal grooming a key component? Can I tell you the plan or what? Boom, end of Hello, Buffalo Joe. And Nice. <laughs> yeah, and again, there's some. So some, then he goes to bury the bike, and yeah, then the, basically, so then he goes, he's by himself, he buries the bike, and then yeah, dirt gets thrown upon him. 
That's, so there's somehow. Can I, that part too? I, I need that, I need a lot of dirt thrown on me. So yeah, I need multiple people to do that. And somehow uh, there's a. I mean, it's not you haven't included the trope that I know of so far, but it's like let me tell you the plan kind of thing about how you can how we can how you can come with me. He says he says uh, uh, you know she goes I think you should come along and she says you have a devious plan. I also think that blah blah magnetic. You know, tell me about how the mag- how the stacking the boxes work. Oh, magnetic okay. neodymium. That's oh, right. joints hinges. She's like dynamic hinges. He's like joints. He's like he holds up the motorcycle, which has a a, a rear wheel that 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 turns like a yeah. like an elbow, mm-hmm. and it's just like joints. And she's like, oh, oh, oh. And then you see some images of her experimenting with boxes, but okay. nothing too revealing. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, oh. And he's, he starts laughing because it's like she had a little orgasm. And he's like, all right, now let me tell you my devious plan. And she's like, is shaving involved? Ah, gotcha. And he's like, do you want to hear the plan or what? That's Bam. right, that's right. And yep. so it's just enough mm-hmm. that you get something. They have some idea of what they're, they both know what the fuck they're talking about. The audience yep. has very yep. little idea. Gotcha. And I, I really liked when you did the thing with the, it, it just, Adds one more hint without saying too much, but it Joints. felt that it was really yeah good. yeah. And the, well, the yeah. fuck that the motorcycle he, had that does this. Mm-hmm. The yeah, the, the rear wheel has a, has a shock absorber yeah. on it. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So that that just you know was lucky and yeah, visual. It's funny because I ordered those for a completely different shot. Hmm. I ordered those little uh, diecast motorcycles because I was going to have the I was going to have one in the mouth of the dinosaur. <laughs> that this giant skeletal dinosaur, like there was this epic battle between mm. a guy on a motorcycle and a dinosaur. Uh, a quick question is: uh, Have you shot the hallucinogenic realm yet? No, that's the that's the final scene, and that even that dialogue still has to be kind of worked out. But what's cool about that is that we can be in full winter for that shot, and it doesn't even have to be outside. It could mm. be shot all with green screen. Mm. I was going to ask if uh, there's going to be a lot of other. Potentialities in the hallucinogenic realm. Well, the the thing is that so here's a good that's a great question. So, well, uh, like what? Well, like when any of us trip, we see things, we imagine things. Maybe there's ghosts. Maybe there's you know who knows what. Oh, okay. So oh, yeah. So what a, what else exists? Well, let me let me respond. Yeah, let me respond to that. So I have I have this software. It's called Topaz, and it allows you. It's basically AI software. It's software that's run with a lot of artificial intelligence in it. Hmm. And you can take a scene and make it like um, uh, Waking Life. Yeah, nice. So so you can go to that extreme or you can go to somewhere between, but it's all about adding components and making the scene have a visual look that's like really trippy. Wow. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, I that came out pretty recently. All right. And, and I was like, oh, that might be really good for the hallucinogenic realm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so I have that, and I've experimented with it enough to know that it will, it will do what we need it to do. Mm. So the whole scene itself will have a visual quality that will be, like, unusual. Mm. And, and then somehow you'll see outside, you'll, it'll be sort of like this, almost like you're looking through a, a ripply, you know, sphere of water into the real world where the, the peasant woman is. Mm. And the box, you know, it, the box... We'll have that ripply feeling too, but then we'll see the box maybe from the peasant woman's perspective. Where it'll be a fucking box monster that's not being seen through the hallucinogenic realm, so we know it's in the real world. And then it will see them in the, and it's like, oh fuck, hmm. it's broken through. Yeah. So so anyway, topaz is the thing that I'm going to try. And yeah, so things can be added. You know, do you know the software that 
they were running on stuff and it would actually find animals and creatures in it yeah, that weren't yeah. ex- mm-hmm. that's the oh, same yeah. it's yeah. the same kind right. of software mm-hmm. so yeah it adds sort of some trippy artifacts that you know it, it's super cool could, I mean that's a great idea could you animate that with that uh, animal face finding uh, well it, it, it does it does a little bit of that automatically I mean mm-hmm. you could probably you probably could find that software and add it in there but it, it's sort of doing that already. It's doing things to the visual scene that doesn't look like, yeah. it, you know, it, it's a lit, it's somewhere between really beautiful and nightmarish. Right. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. So, so uh, it's beautifully nightmarish. So, so uh, w- that will be something that we'll be exploring. Here's a, so period, period on that sentence. Yes. And we can add, we can also add things into the scene. And just the, curious. Yeah. yeah. We can add things into the hallucinogenic realm that are just like flitting by or whatever. No, no, yeah. no, no problem. Any ideas? Cause that's so fun. Well, here's the thing. Let's, what let's, let's stay focused on the boxes okay. for now. Cause, okay. cause there are going to be, there are going to be visual tasks. And one of the things that will happen after we get this sort of in place. So I, this is a perfect transition now because the next thing that happens is I shoot a few more scenes of this beard and then I fucking do the thing where it gets shaved off by laser beams. Okay. And then I'm done with that chunk of the character. Hmm. The next thing that happens is I keep this little fucking Errol Flynn mustache for a little while and we then get either Maggie and Maddox or some other little kid who we can actually pull through to be mm. our person. Yeah. All right. And then that becomes Chris, that becomes Veronica, Veronique in the real world. And then we'll shoot the scene with the puppet Veronique that that Melanie created, oh. or Joe and the puppet. Which I know nothing about. So yeah. the, the, in the hallucinogenic <laughs> realm, she's a half. She, I forget what what the box says, but she's a pseudo child, a, a half formed pseudo child, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And this is a Melanie made a Muppet, a fucking scary Muppet of, of this baby head. <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah, oh, just the head. Yeah, well, with the, the cloak. Okay. Right. She actually has a little body now. Okay, great. Just, just yeah. So she's got a little body, but you can reach up inside of her head and grab and use her like a puppet. Oh. So, how, so is she actually imbued with life? This puppet. Yeah. Well, okay. what we're going to do is we're going to have it's going to be like the original Yoda. You know, not quite as advanced as the original Yoda, but Yoda was a puppet yeah. in the first Star Wars. Sure. So she's going to be there talking to Joe. And he'll be like having a conversation with her, hmm. and then you know, and and then when he surprises her, she'll be like, <gasps> like that, and that's when we'll do this transition of pulling an actual baby out of the Whoa. sky. Cool. Yeah, and the thing that what's great about Maddox is he actually looks like a beautiful version of this scary Muppet. Hmm. You know, and I I, I I could use like I like Maddox for that reason, but if if Maddox doesn't work out, if Maggie and Maddox just don't you know want to do this or whatever. We'll find some other. I'd like to have a real person, a real child. I yeah. think that'd be great. That's that's the goal is to find that someone in the real world. In the real world, yeah, for the real world scene to pull an actual child out to give to whoever is going to play the peasant woman. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have a three-year-old finish. niece. So we have it's pretty cute. We have a scene of shooting. Uh, I no. That's all right. Well, it'll it'll show up. It'll show up. It's yeah. that that's like the least of our concerns yeah. at this point. Right. Somebody will show up, and I'm I'll keep reaching out to Maggie and be like, we're getting closer. Hang out. Let's decide whether this is something that makes sense. Um, so, a couple scenes to shoot with Uncle Joe or Buffalo Joe with his beard, and then I'm done with that, and that's finished. And that can be shot pretty soon. Hopefully, maybe after this, if the melt comes, mm-hmm. then I'll just shoot it really quick and be done with that. Mm. Then. There'll be that scene that is the box giant scene, which is a, a sort of a live action slash puppet scene. Mm. 
Then we're done with live action pretty much. Okay. And then we go completely into taking the props and and uh, combining props with other stuff. There's a, some stuff on a bicycle, but that's really easy because I'm just going to do GoPro looking at tires. And Greg is changing the changing the bicycle right now to to be what we need it to be, so it can be shot from a GoPro and look really cool. Mm. That's a scene where where Joe is like swerving down these post apocalyptic roads, and and the civilization is devolving as he's riding along. Yeah. It's wow. a, anyway, so cool. so that that's a pretty straightforward thing that won't be complicated to do. And then it's all miniatures making the hallucinogenic realm. Basically, it's all props and VFX after that. Okay. And, and you guys creating visual graphics for the boxes. And, you know, so mm-hmm. we basically go into this no more complicated live action recording audio and video at the same time. It's just like it's, it's handcrafting the rest of the movie at that point. Right. Gotcha. Yep. Cool. When you do the, so the scene where, um, the Varenic scene mm. where he had Joe and conversation yep. with Bob Yep. So... Where are you still thinking of doing that? We're gonna shoot it. We're gonna shoot. The, we're gonna shoot the a bunch of video at Bobby's place. But I don't think we we might actually for the scene where we hand Maddox off to an actual person that could be shot on Bobby's property and actually shot there. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it will just fucking green screen the puppet and Joe talking. So we can we can work that puppet thing out and Joe talking in the comfort of a warm studio. Okay. And I'm, I'm just also thinking, yeah. you know, in terms of snow on the ground, like heavily soon, so... No, I meant to think, well, we, we can we can shoot that, yeah. We can like shoot... the woman, when she receives the baby, yep. probably we need to do that in the spring. Maybe, maybe not. We can, if we, if we, if it's a, you know, if it's a super snowy, like crazy blizzardy day, we'll try and find something that will be overcast, maybe a little snow coming down, some snow on the ground. That would be ideal. And that will just be like, okay, what's the weather look like? Who are our actors? Can we kind of schedule that? It'll kind of be like what we've been doing up on the farm. But it's going to be super short. It's going to be like me taking baby and handing it and giving my line and the, the peasant woman giving her line and that's it. So it's not going to be like this long thing that I've been doing sitting with the box. But Boxy Monster is going to be in that same setting. In a green right? screen. Yeah. That the old woman has been in. So or the young woman, whatever. But it's the, the, the big... The, the, yeah, the, the box giant... The continuity is like the, to the, me is that it should be the same season. Oh, yeah, for sure. But the thing is... I'm sorry, I'm maybe not being clear. Once we shoot... If we shoot that baby being handed to the woman, we are also going to shoot all the back plates the for the rest of the hallucinogenic realm and for the box monster. So that that same day, we'll grab all that other visual stuff. We'll just like point the camera at the mountain for five minutes, right. and we'll just shoot that scene. And then we'll later on stick the box monster coming up over the mountain. And... Okay, and yeah. because of where he is, actually, there may not be snow on the ground anyway, right? Well, it would be it, nice. As a, I, I just yeah, I want to see box snow too. Monster though, with the ground and the mycelium and all that. So it's okay. Well, yeah, it, 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 I see what you're saying. You don't want to have it be totally snowy, but. You know, you want to see some ground. Um, yeah, and then you're right. We'll have to just sort of plan. It's a really good point. We'll have to plan that out so that it's not completely snowy. But it would be cool to see, like, the dunes with a patina of snow on them in some places. And, again, when the box monster is, that can be thought of more as forest anyway. Because it's over the hill, over the dunes with pine trees. And that is a weird... There's a weird on Bobby's property. There's a weird, like, Bobby Bushway. There's a weird, like, dune that is, like, almost like a... It's like a, it's like a, like a peak almost. It's like doesn't look like a dune at all. And there's pine trees growing up on it. It's a really interesting feature. And we imagine the box monster coming up behind that. Cool. 
but it feels where the box monster would be behind that thing would imagine you would imagine that almost to be like forest and not duny area mm-hmm. we'd have to look at it again i have pictures of it somewhere. another uh potential if depending on how you shoot the foot coming down mm-hmm. onto the grass mm-hmm. we could set up a big tent and melt the snow underneath it mm-hmm. for that shot it's going to be so close up that we almost I was just thinking, well, as long as we knew what our ground was when he was big, we, we could show it, like, well, what, dig up some ground. <laughs> probably, probably what we're going to do is we're going to either have Eli or uh, Jeff Stratton with a drone. That's right. Because yeah, really it's really going to be looking down at a foot that's, you know, 50 feet big. So you're going to have to have a high shot. The and foot is actually not 50 feet big. Right. Yeah, gotcha. But we've already she's built the foot. The foot <laughs> yeah. exists. Yeah. And it's like made out of tiny boxes and it's about this big. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. So you're gonna uh, we're gonna have a drone shot and that will be yeah, the drone shot of the like of, of the you know the ground that the thing is moving over and then we'll CGI in the foot going <laughs> Right, cool. Yeah, so the ground is really far away, but then the foot yeah. when you put it in it's yeah. to yeah. make it perspective. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be every time every Godzilla movie you like we watched a couple of quick things. In Godzilla movies, the foot is actually kind of a big deal. It's like kicking yeah. over buildings sure. or trains. Sure. So you gotta have this is the clunky big Awesome. Foot. Yeah. Figure yeah. out how to do it. Wow. Yeah. 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 So I think, again, theoretically, that should be pretty straightforward to make that shot. You bring up a good point, though. You want to have the foot coming down, the terrain be similar to the scene that we're shooting where it's going to be maybe some snow or whatever. Yeah. And because and the, if there's snow and we see that vibrating out, it's not going to make a lot of sense. Yes. To see the mycelium pulse on top of snow. This is where even this. Even yeah, I think I think uh, um, you check check me on this. I think we're actually having synchronistic communication on this point. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Okay. Doesn't it feel like we are. I mean, I understand what you're saying. No snow, because otherwise you won't be able to see the mycelium. Right. That's what I was trying yep. to. Yes. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> but see, this is good. We 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 want to have this synchromesh communication and yes. just make sure we're both there. Yeah. I'm with you all the way. Mycelium is reaching each other. It, you know what could be cool is if there's a little snow on the ground. Yes, our mycelium is mycelium. It could, if there's it'd be cool, if there's a little snow on the ground, then imagine when the foot comes down where there's snow, mm-hmm. you wouldn't see it, but you'd see it on the ground. So it could be interesting to have it Broken be up by the snow yeah. a little bit. Or yeah. You see it underneath the snow, and even going a little bit under the snow, but when the snow gets deep, you can't see it anymore. Yeah. I mean, that could be a very or powerful just effect. Because of the glow. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm saying this is bri- that's brilliant, actually. That makes a much stronger shot. I mean, that cool. could definitely could work. Yeah, that could be very cool. So, yeah. Um, all right, well, we're done. I think, are we done? You guys feel done? This is a lot. Yeah, I had some thoughts, but I... Uh, Go ahead, you can forget them right now. Well... The main thing is, or the main thing, a helpful thing is, if you think of stuff, just email it to me. Sure. Or email it to both of us and be like, I thought of this, blah, 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 blah. Just write a bunch of stuff down or even throw some you know, sketches and just, you know, whatever, stick it in there. Um, and, uh, uh, oh, uh, the thing that popped into my head is if you thought of Emily Votruba for the peasant woman. Oh, that's a great idea. Uh, <laughs> that is a really the, good the idea. The spinster. <laughs> yeah. She's already a little post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like... Old, wo- old woman. It's <laughs> not an old woman. But... No, I know, but that's what's funny. You know, it's like it's like you know. I, I, I just think it would be hilarious because she calls herself the spinster. Yeah. She's very proud of that. Yeah. Old woman, you did not have a child, and we have the God has given you a miraculous child. You can just see her face in this whole that imagery. Wow. With glasses. 
Well, yeah, maybe, broken maybe like some broken taped just she's well because she looks post-apocalyptic yeah well i would have liked her to be in the scene with the fire to have done some poetry yeah, that would yeah. have been cool but no she kidding. was bit she wanted to she was busy i think that's mm-hmm. what happened yeah she's just busy anyway yeah but that's great i love her for the old woman she'd be cool the thing is that what i'm thinking right now is if it's maggie and maddox maggie will be the old woman because yeah. that would be the most receptive for maddox mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. sure so we'll see but again i i I, you know, Maggie's kind of just going through some stuff, I guess. I, it's hard for her to, to yeah. yeah, well, yeah. It's, uh, and, and, you know, I, I need to know if it's going to be Maggie and Maddox that she is 100% down. That's not just like, yeah, I'd like to do that maybe because that's, that's not going to cut it. We need to find somebody who and their kid who's like fired up to do this yeah. and excited. Right. Otherwise, it's just going to be too, I don't want to beg people or plead with them to show up or be into it because that's just going to suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, Meryl. Maybe, yeah. Hmm. Meryl and, and uh, how old is the Lyndon? Young? Lyndon, how old is he? He's probably like three. Yeah, it could be work. Uh, that's why I need somebody who's like two or three. Uh, three yeah. at, the, at, at, the at the most. Three, yeah. three, you know, a little bit. And I think he might be older. Maddox is, Maddox is maybe, you know, getting close to four now, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's still, he's still the size, he's still a size that he would actually match the puppet pretty well. Hmm. Yeah. Another way to go would be to just. The puppet is like the puppet after the puppet gets rebirthed, it's just a baby again that's handed over. That's true. It might be easier because the baby doesn't have to act either or anything. We don't have the Mm -hmm. baby's not going to be like, oh, I'm afraid of you, like some children are or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. shy. We just would have to get a baby. And (laughs) and the the, the, the other thing that happens here is we just put out a casting call, mother and child. (laughs) You know, we just put a casting call out. If we can't get anybody's like. But a casting call out, and somebody's going to show up who's going to yeah. work. Yeah, and yeah. just do it like do it like a real movie, <laughs> <laughs> not just yeah. like you know. <laughs> let's try and find our friends to help us. Yeah, somebody. I know, I know a couple of people that just had babies. I just yeah. love, I just love yeah. Maddox because he looks so much like your your puppet. Maddox looks yeah. a lot like I a. Seen... He looks like a beautiful version of your puppet. Kind of sad, but it's, you're saying he's beautiful. So no, he's a good-looking. He's a good-looking kid. That's what I'm saying. He makes a great transition baby from the scary puppet to and he's a real kind baby. Of yeah. Totally a pan. It's like oh. Peter Pan, oh, that child. Yeah. Long red hair, scraggly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, pulsating. Neurons. Pulsating neurons. <laughs> We're on the same page. Mycelium rising. Oh, rising. <laughs> Mycelium rising. That's great. That's a I good like one. it rising. Well, it's funny because you know they are like little, those little fucking. They're totally penises. penises. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, there's that I've great. I've taken photographs that I would yeah. never show anybody. Probably. They feature it a lot in uh, the Pharmacratic Inquisition. All the sex organ uh-huh. orientation. Yep. Of mushrooms oh, and... and how they're tied to sex cults of the of prehistory history. There's there's images. Um... Shit, what was that website I was looking at? It was like somebody put a get together a whole bunch of iconography and stuff, like old mm-hmm. old Christian iconography where it was so it was Blatant. all about the yeah. it was all about the Amanita Muscaria. That's so the Pharmacratic Inquisition. That, so that's that one it? of the okay. that's the uh, one documentary. There's a lot of them out there now. Um, and then there's a guy, John Marco Allegro, who wrote the original book called uh, The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross, tying the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, Christianity to this Amanita muscaria mushroom and a lot of fertility cults. Mm-hmm. So he was the guy that kind of originally proliferated, proliferated all these ideas, mm-hmm. and then a lot of people went further. 
It's funny because you know this movie's going to finish soon, which is good. But it's so there's so many rabbit holes that are just kind of barely opening up, mm-hmm. like the whole the whole Cathar thing, and the Cathars were Gnostics, and they had all these cool things that they're doing. You wonder if they were tripping, you mm-hmm. know, uh, were they you know were they actually were they actually expo- you know exploring hallucinogenic things, and and you know we don't know anymore because they were basically wiped out by yeah. the Catholics mm-hmm. by the Pope. And the French Pope, and so it's just like that's a that's a fucking rabbit hole. It's just like you know, it's just interesting. It's like you know, obviously you're going to stop making a movie at some point, and this is the point we're stopping. But but you know, there's so many interesting ideas. I, I guess I'm realizing that I don't have any dearth of script ideas. Hmm. No. So many ideas, so many things. Like yeah, fun stuff. A slightly abridged version of the entire November 11th, 2019 meeting of the Shebox artists a month and a few days ago today. Wow, if you made it this far, congrats. You just earned your first open source art merit badge, which means that you're a vanguard of the utopian collaboration culture that's just around the corner. In case you've fallen asleep, I'd like to remind you that you've been listening to the Daughter of Godcast episode 172, 1111, and my name is Dan Kelly, Shree Fuji Split, ready for more. We've got two more meetings to post and another meeting tomorrow. Maybe the next podcast will be nine hours long. Is there a record for longest podcast in the Guinness Book? How about the record for the most documented movie making? Daughter of God has got to be a contender at this point. We are about to smash the record. Together, together we are making history, which as Kurt Vonnegut opines is just a list of surprises. So together we are making surprises which isn't easy to do when you're omniscient pretty sweet. <laughs>